Okay, so John, you've got a pretty good view of the people in the building across from yours. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most incriminating thing you've caught anybody doing? Well, I've heard some loud domestics. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen... Wait, sorry, from across the way? Uh, or just, or just from just the general area. I feel like I hear more than I see. Uh-huh. Like, you know, sometimes you'll see someone, you know, maybe a bit of, you know, nudity here and there. But... And I'm just imagining John with a, with a cup to the wall. Yeah, oh, I don't need it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's summer right now, so I spend a lot of time with my balcony door open. So, you know, to let the air through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, last summer I had a weird experience where one of my neighbours was constantly playing the song Gloria by Laura Branigan. Okay. It's an old disco song. It's like, Gloria, Gloria. Yeah. And yet he, I assume, was a he, could have been a woman, would literally have it on repeat all night. And this all would go night? On, all, well, not all night. Well, for hours on end. Okay. Just the same song on repeat for hours on end, night after night for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, it was baffling to me. Like, I didn't understand whether he was having some kind of homosexual nervous breakdown or what. It was weird. Um, so yeah. that, 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 I would say that was quite... I mean, incriminating is not the wrong word, but concerning, but also kind of fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> concerning, but fabulous. Yeah. Which could be a... Yeah, Their autobiography. Yeah, that's definitely the title of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Some films are fine, just the way they are. Other films sometimes take way too far. But really how, how could it get? Let's go beyond. Beyond the box set. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, a podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry, joining me as always is John. Hello. Hi, and uh, what we're doing now is the the boy next door. Yes, so this is part two of our new mini-series, Sing Your Way to an Oscar. Yeah. And this week we're doing a film which did not win any Oscars, mm-hmm. but does star one of the most noted stars of stage and screen, Jenny from the Block, Jennifer Lopez. Who? Well, this is the reason we're doing this film, as we mentioned at the end of last week's episode. Harry and I were having a conversation about potential subjects for this season, which is obviously musicians turned actors. Uh, and I mentioned Jennifer Lopez. And then Harry said, who is Jennifer Lopez? And I was horrified, obviously. And so then I was kind of thinking, okay, we need to do a J-Lo film definitely on this to introduce Harry to J-Lo's kind of work and her oeuvre and her ineffable star quality. And I was thinking I'd do something, like one of her many hits from like, the peak of her career, I was thinking we could do Made in Manhattan or we could maybe do Out of Sight, which I think you would genuinely enjoy. It's a really cool Steven Soderbergh film with George Clooney. Or we could have done Monster in Law with Jane Fonda or we could have done The Wedding Planner. There's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot. But then I heard about this film. It was actually another podcast, one of my new favourite podcasts. It's called Broad Appeal. It's a podcast dedicated to women in cinema. And they did an episode on this film. And just from listening to it, I'd not seen the film before. This is actually my first time watching this film. Mm-hmm. But from listening to their take on the film, I just thought to myself, shit, we need to do this. This film sounds <laughs> amazing. And so that was the choice I made. And I'm very happy with it. So tell me what you thought about The Boy Next Door. I'm never watching Jennifer Lopez film again. <laughs> well, you will be because we're not done with it. Oh. But, um, seriously, tell me what you thought of this film. Odd. There was a lot of shouting involved. What, from you? Yeah. At the screen? Were you watching it alone? Or? No, I was watching it with my housemate. Okay. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of like, call the police, you stupid woman! <laughs> um, from about five minutes in. Yes, <laughs> we're that uh, soon. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just a lot of that. Oh, no, no, don't, don't go in there. No, no, don't have a talk. Don't just shout. 
okay, save your family. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> well, it sounds like it kind of got you involved then. Oh, yeah, it got me involved. I mean, would you say you enjoyed the film? In a way. Uh-huh. In a way. Yes, it was It was a good bit of stupid fun. Yeah. Have you seen any of these kind of films before? And by that, I don't mean Jennifer Lopez films, obviously. But this film, for me, is very much of a type, which is the kind of the slasher, erotic slasher thriller kind of vibe. Yeah, it is. Um, like Single White Female, Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct, those kind of films. I don't think I have, don't think I have seen anything like that. Okay. It's I mean, kind there's, of a... I mean there's, there's plenty of awful horror films that I've seen where it's a lot of the same character beats happen as, sure, as sure, do sure. in this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're great fun to shout out as well. Yeah. I mean, no surprise. I absolutely loved this. <laughs> I, I had so much fun watching this film. And I too... Did a lot of shouting, a lot of screaming, a lot of mm-hmm. laughing, a lot of cackling. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you did. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? We're going to date? We're going to go on family vacations together? What do you think is going to happen here? Here? Nothing. But it's a big world out there, Claire. I will never, ever, going to let you go. Did you think... That so what was the main guy's name? The bad guy? Oh, I think he's called Noah. Noah, that's it. Did you think that he was gonna sleep with her son as well? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Strong. Call me by your name. Vibes from this. That is literally word for word one of my notes. <laughs> I, have I have literally written down strong. Call me by your name. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of disappointed that he didn't. To be Same. honest. Totally. Yeah. Because like... <laughs> that would have been great. It would have been. It would have really changed the film, though. It would have been a very good, yeah, interesting twist on the genre, yeah. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, that was... I, I, I really didn't know where, where that was going. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that, because I want to spend a bit of time on the plot of this film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as, as we mentioned, we open with this kind of weird, eerie kind of music. Like, you know, it's real kind of like... There's a lot of quick cuts at this point as well. Yeah. It's very strange. It's like because it doesn't seem to add anything to the film, and it's just like, oh, now we're doing this. Oh, and now we're here. And, and now we're here. Yeah. I got quite annoyed by that. Like, is it going to do this the whole film? Because mm. I can't take this. Yeah. Well, I think it doesn't add anything. It takes something away in the sense it takes twenty minutes of unnecessary exposition out because <laughs> it's literally just like previously on the boy next door. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, it was like the next episode of a TV series. Yeah. Like, so Jayla's like emotionally jogging, you know, mm. just, just looking fabulous, and, uh, and then there's all these flashbacks to her like falling out of her husband who's cheated on her. Mm-hmm. And then she's kicked him out of the house, and now she now they're kind of in the middle of like maybe getting divorced. So then, yeah, the film properly opens then with her in Kristen Chenoweth's house. Mm-hmm. Kristen Chenoweth plays Vicky, who is the vice principal of the school that they both work at. Because Jennifer Lopez plays a English literature teacher in the school who specialises in classics. Mm-hmm. Did you buy Jennifer Lopez as a classics teacher? No, no, no of course not. <laughs> of course she didn't. Nope. Because she doesn't look remotely like an English teacher, any English teacher that operates in the real world. Like, one of my favourite things throughout this film is the way that Jennifer Lopez, in every single scene, like she's playing this real down-to-earth, you know, middle-class mom. you know, she's a 40-something mother of a teenage boy, she works as an English teacher, you know. Every single scene, she is styled to perfection. Like, isn't she? It's just... <laughs> so we open with this scene where she's sat in Kristen Chenoweth's beautiful, beautiful farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, this huge, huge farmhouse with this huge garage, which will be important later. Mm-hmm. Oh, I um, skimmed through the film uh, again today and yeah. noticed that the opening shot of the film is 
how it climaxes as well. Yes, yeah, I noticed that's I watched this twice as well. Yeah, I, you, you watched it all the way. through. I watched it twice time. in full. Yeah. Okay, because I, I guess that the second time through, does it just really sort of whack you over the head with how it's all gonna? Oh, so and much, end? so so much. Yeah, a lot of foreshadowing so, in it. There's so much. One of my drinking games is foreshadowing, which okay. you have to watch. Do it on a second. Yeah, what yeah. Doing, but yeah, absolutely. So yeah, huge foreshadowing for that, which we'll get to. But yeah, she's in Kristen Chenoweth's beautiful kitchen, this beautiful country house. And she, her hair is on fleek. Like she is. Like, it's like, <laughs> like what, I'm not joking. Like she's wearing her like wig watch. My God, she's got this fabulous wig with like it's it's primped and curled. And she's an English teacher just hanging out, having a chat with her friend, mm. going through having a rough time. She's having mm-hmm. a divorce, but she looks amazing. The lighting killed me. <laughs> Did you notice like no. how every scene she was lit? So, it was so like soft focus and like spotlight, make, making her look as beautiful as this film can possibly make her look. Mm-hmm. Which isn't hard. Jennifer Lopez is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then, by contrast, poor old Christian Chenoweth <laughs> yeah. is in really harsh, like... Because the spotlight's on J-Lo, so J-Lo's got all this soft focus, and Christian Chenoweth is in always in harsh, harsh lighting that really shows up, mm. like, every crevice of her, like, <laughs> crow's feet. And I'm not being... I'm not trying to be, like, sexist, because I think this is a very much a choice the film makes. Like, she's... Her dodgy lip job is all... And she, she, she looks like a proper crone in this film. Does she live alone in a massive, massive house? She appears to, yes. With a cat? Well, does the cat appear until that scene when the cat appears? <laughs> Let's get to that. Let's get, okay, let's, we'll let's get do, to that. Let's do this in order. Okay, fine. So yeah, so she's bemoaning her um, the fact that her marriage is falling down, and Kristen Chenoweth seems to be kind of a toxic friend. Like she's supposed to be like her best friend, but she's like not not very sympathetic. Mm. She's like, I thought your marriage was over. You should just dump that guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then J Lo's like, but maybe I still love him. And then Kristen Chenoweth says one of my early favorite lines in this film. He's a father of my kid. Who cheats with his secretary every time he goes to the home office. Brings a whole new meaning to the San Francisco treat. Not funny. He said she smelled like chocolate chip cookies. Goodbye. I'm just quoting his email. Oh my god, what a line. So then we go back to the family home, and this, so this dad is played by John Corbett. He's called Garrett. So they're kind of separated, but they're not sure if they're going to divorce brilliant or not. American name. Garrett, yeah. And they've got this teenage son called Kevin, mm-hmm. who has allergies. Oh, yeah. Which becomes quite an important plot point. We'll get to. That happens in pretty much every horror movie. Oh, yeah. There's always a character with, like, undefined allergies. So then we come to another of my favourite <laughs> scenes, when she's preparing to take this, the son to the best allergist in the state. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're running late. And once again, she is dressed. She's running her son to the doctors mm-hmm. on, like, a Saturday afternoon. She is wearing this beautiful, like, deep green maxi dress with, like, a belt around the side it looks like she's waiting for a cab for the Golden Globes well she's recently single John you know she's got to meet someone somehow okay, but she's not out to meet people she's just like running her son to the doctor's like the most mundane thing in the world Like she might meet a hot doctor well and it's, as it turns out she meets a hot psychopath <laughs> <laughs> so, she, so she's getting ready to, to drive him to the allergist in her maxi dress and then the garage doors they get stuck. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh man. And then she goes outside. And it's weirdly a big thriller moment, that as well. <laughs> it is, yeah. Like, the music builds up and there's shock and there's fear. And, like, I thought the door was going to crush her or something. Yeah, but so, I mean, the music is so intrusive. I feel like the music and, is its own character in this film. And it was weird because it was like, why is, why is, what am I watching? <laughs> why is this the film? Why am I scared that she's going to get crushed by a garage door half an hour into the film? So then she goes outside and she's like opening the garage doors. And then suddenly from behind her, we get. A bicep. Just, 
Just a tight shot on a juicy, young, muscular bicep in a white, tight wife beater. Mm-hmm. Grabs the door and it pans out and this Armani model, this Calvin Klein model looking guy effortlessly just can't... Because she's like, like oh, oh, I'm just a weekend for our woman. Yeah. And he just like grabs it and just goes, whoop, just like flicks it and like goes up and he's like, hi. I'm Noah. <laughs> now, I have no idea how heavy garage doors are, especially when, when they're on pulleys and stuff. Sure. But it can't be much. Sure. Because they're probably designed so that if they don't work, they can just be pulled. Like yeah. if you say with power cut, you could just pull it open or something. Push, sure, sure, it, push sure. it open. It's not going to be that heavy. And she doesn't look weak. No, no, no. <laughs> she, far from it. She's very athletic. She, work, she yeah. works out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've established she works out. Yeah, yeah she, she, she could take me. Mm-hmm. And win. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I think she'd win. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, and then then we get our first kind of weird call me by your name vibe, which, I, as I say, I literally wrote call me by your name vibe from where the son looks at, at him and goes, oh, hello. Like, yeah. <laughs> and J-Lo also is like, oh, hello. Because this guy is like ridiculously like, you know, model mm-hmm. gorgeous. And then we get um, Stanley shows up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not Stanley, but it yeah. looks so much like Stanley. There's like ancient old man in a wheelchair comes wheeling and it's like, oh, hi, you met my nephew. He's looking after me while, my, while I'm recovering from my frailties. I think he's waiting for a kidney transplant or something. Yeah. I mean, he look, he really looks on death's door. Yeah. Like, he is super old and fragile. Yeah, like, at that point, I, I think I said something like, why give me a kidney transplant? He's dead already. <laughs> yeah, he's just <laughs> taking a kidney away from clearly someone who has some years <laughs> left in the yeah. And you are... My nephew. Oh, hey, Mr. Sanborn. Noah. I'm staying next door with my uncle. Claire. Here to help me, uh... When I get the uh, bone marrow transport. Right. Transplant, Uncle Bob. Transplant. <laughs> so then Noah and the son decide to just go to the hardware store together to get mm-hmm. some garage door fixing parts. Yeah. So I guess they just stand up the best allergist in the States. Just, just never yeah. go to that doctor's appointment. Yeah. It, it's fine. If he just holds his breath, he'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, clearly it's not going to come up again. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to the hardware store and then there's some amazing exposition where Stanley, I'm going to keep calling him Stanley even though it's not Stanley, mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, his parents are dead. <laughs> He's staying with me. He's a good boy. This is around the time where somebody, I think it's the son, asks, like, so how old are you? And the guy goes, oh, yeah, I'm nearly 20. Yes. I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah. He, the actor is clearly pushing 35. Like... <laughs> and I then said, well, who even says I'm nearly 20? Mm. Like, no one says I'm nearly the age I'm about to be unless they're five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there's an obvious reason for this, which is that spoiler alert: J Lo ends up fucking him. Yeah. And the idea is that it's you know, he's in her class. He becomes like a student. Which but is. But they need to specify that he is of he, age. He, yeah, yeah he, he is of age, so it's so it's fine. But my following question is: so he's 19, right? Right. He yeah. says nearly 20, so we'll assume more than 19 and a half, whatever mm-hmm. reason. Why is he still in school? Because there was an accident, Harry, and he got held back. <sighs> Yeah. No, it's ludicrous. It makes no sense. <laughs> and, he, and it's ridiculous. The whole film was ridiculous because it hinges on this whole thing where J Lo sleeps with this boy who's her student and feels this massive moral, you know, panic about it. And then it's mm-hmm. like, this was a mistake. With, you know, you're too young for me. And he looks like he's within, he's about the same age as her. Like, there's never that sense of, oh, you've crossed the line, girl. You know, no, like, no, there never is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So she slept with him yeah. when he was 19 yeah. and hadn't yet gone to school. Yeah. So what's the problem? Well, there she, isn't one. Yeah, she, she, she didn't sleep with her student. He wasn't her student then. No. He became her student afterwards. I think maybe she, she'd already figured out that he went to the school, but he hadn't, like, wandered into her class. Uh, right, okay. But, yeah. But still, like, she, you know, he, he's young, but not too young. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't make J-Lo the bad guy in this. Yeah. It can't be statutory rape young. It's yeah. just got to be, like, you know. 
Anyway, so then Noah and the Kevin, the son, go to the hardware store to, you know, handle some tools together. <laughs> but you're right, it is very cool, by you know, there's lots of, like, unnecessary shoulder touching and, like... <laughs> yeah, they were very flirty together. They are very, very flirty, and it never pays off. Despite the fact that the son was completely into the person working behind the till. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brittany a bit bland, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that he was also just very sort of impressed and taken aback with this this giant hulk of a man. Well, I think that's it, yeah. Um, who, who, who was just, like, his idol. Yeah. Well, that's it, because they're supposed to... I think the son's supposed to be, like, 17, 16, and this guy is almost 20. And, like, I mean, it's just ludicrous. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're so... It's, it mo- looks more father and son. Yeah. And again, it's like Call By Your Name, because we have the same problem with that film, where a, Army Hammer is yeah. playing 24, 25, and Army Hammer is clearly, like, 36, <laughs> and <laughs> just looks, com- like, completely different body type, you know, yeah. and it's just ludicrous. And it's this... This was so that, yeah, you're right. So they're in the hardware store, and Kevin the son spots his crush. crush. Yeah, this beautiful blonde, generic American girl, and he panics. But then Noah's like, "No, no, no, go talk to her, go talk to her." And then he get he summons up the courage and he goes talk to her, and it seems to be going quite well. You know, mm-hmm. she's being nice. The, you know. And then who enters the hardware store? Three bullies. Three of the most generic movie bullies <laughs> you will ever see in your life. They're great, aren't they? Because they're just they're coming up with nicknames on the spot. Hey, whiz. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, bad nicknames as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they push them to the ground or something? Well, they come in on skateboards because they're bad oh, yeah. boys. They're bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they start, like, shoving him, just like, hey, whiz. Mm. Where's your EpiPen, whiz? You're going to have a fit, whiz. Like, it's... Ludicrous. There's a scene later on in the film when they bully him again, where one of the guys says, "Hey, Peterson, I saw your favorite movie last night, The Wiz. It's the Black Wizard of Oz." Like, like he explains what the film is. Yeah, that one. Was... <laughs> like, nobody needed to know that. Yeah, like why? Also, why is this like 15 year old kid sat watching Diana Ross's The Wiz? I'm like, <laughs> it was a weird reference. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so then Noah takes Kevin home, and then Kevin disappears for a while, and then. Noah says to JLo, oh, hey, these bullies kept calling him the Wiz. What does that mean? And she's like, oh, yeah, he had a fit one time and he had an accident. So mm-hmm. that's why he's the Wiz, because he pissed himself one time. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. So anyway, they start hanging out and they, he becomes like a mentor, like a, a best friend to yeah. the son. So then they he comes into the kitchen because he's kind of become part of the family now. And Kristen Chenoweth's there and she's suspicious because mm-hmm. she's the best friend and that's her job is to be suspicious. Mm-hmm. So she's like, he can't be for real. He likes literature. <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, there's an amazing line where he asks if he can join her classics class mm-hmm. and her son goes oh no you don't want to join her class they call her the crusher and he's like talking about how his, how you oh dude you've got to be the Iliad do you ever have nicknames for your teachers not the crusher no do you have any nicknames for your teachers not that I can think of no, no it's not a thing not not really no not, no. Not, no I agree yeah yeah but he's like oh dude you've got to be the Iliad and then they have this very, like, sexually charged conversation of, like, oh, yeah, the Iliad was amazing. And, yeah. What was it, Agamemnon called? Pisophocles or, you know, nonsense. Mm. And then J-Lo just literally goes, ah, oh, poets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, you gotta read the Iliad. Achilles is this total badass, hot-tempered, full of pride, completely consumed by his emotions. You know what he called Agamemnon? Who? A pitiful excuse for a king. To his face. Like, he killed this guy Hector, but instead of hiding out like a pussy, he... Dragged his dead body around for everybody to see. Yes. He stood by his actions, right or wrong. Well, because to him, they were justified. Homer's a genius, man. Just like Shakespeare, Byron, Zeppelin, Dylan. Ugh. Poets. So then the son goes away on a fishing trip with the dad. Mm Mm-hmm. 
meaning J-Lo is alone in the house, just lounging around in her lovely off-the-shoulder sweatshirts and stuff with her smart person glasses on. <laughs> read, read her I loved her smart person glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they looked so unnatural on I her know, face. I know, right. <laughs> It was like something, like, they'd been CGI'd on, somebody had drawn them on afterwards. Yeah, yeah they weren't like sexy specs. Or something. No. They were just like, she's a teacher, she wears big chunky glasses. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so she sat there and then he walks in and he's like, I have to give you something. And he presents her with a book. Mm-hmm. And it is, she's like, I can't accept this. And it's a copy of the Iliad. And then she looks at it, she's like, oh my God, this is a first edition. This must have cost you a fortune. Now, it's, it's a well-worn point. Every time anyone talks about this film, they mention the scene, but it does bear repeating. The Iliad is over 3,000 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It is emphatically not a first edition. (laughs) He's like, it was a book in a garage sale. Unless he has been on an archaeology chart. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That was excellent. Nice. I I, I rewound that like three times. (laughs) Oh, hey, Noah. Come on in. You know, Kevin already left. Actually, yeah, yeah. Take something up for you. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god this is a this is a first edition i can't accept this this must have cost a fortune it was a bucket of garage sale one man's trash so then that night she's lounging around in very sexy lingerie mm-hmm. again wearing a smart person glasses reading her first edition of the iliad mm-hmm. which she should have put straight on ebay but obviously she didn't Could've... ebay sold to a museum actually yeah she got straight to like the national Mu- history museum or something yeah, yeah exactly yeah so she's doing that and then she she wanders to the window and she looks through the curtains and she sees what well, the first of what will be many shots of um, him just walking around naked, fully nude, mm-hmm. just, and staring at himself in the mirror. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then turning around and staring at her. Yeah, because he knows he can sense a disturbance. So yeah, she's very turned on. But then the ne- next thing we know, she's going on a disastrous double date with Kristen Chenoweth and two men. Mm-hmm. One of whom is this comically awful sexist guy who's just like classics why not teach them things they can really use get these people in education and she's like i don't think you like women with an opinion he's like not when they disagree with mine <laughs> yep. i have to say christian chenoweth does not have her back in this scene no not at all like this is her best friend you'd think she'd be like hey don't speak to her that way but instead yeah. she's like oh i'm a vice principal i just want them to get them employed like <laughs> isn't she a hoot like she's really- <laughs> i did enjoy christian chenoweth just like the actress just enjoying how ridiculous her dialogue was though she was really mm-hmm. making the most of those scenes like mm-hmm. she was my stand-up character by far yeah me too anyway so JLo gets very offended she stands up and she walks out and then she turns around for one last zinger do you remember what the zinger was no she goes oh by the way jk rowling and then turns around again and he's like what and then she turns around again and she goes billionaire classics major <laughs> out <laughs> oh i do remember that now <laughs> jk rowling I'm sorry. Billionaire. Classics major. So she comes back from this date. She's feeling sad and vulnerable or whatever. Then the boy next door calls her because somehow he got her phone number. Mm-hmm. Reasons unclear. Yeah, yeah. And says, oh, by the way, I've, uh, I was just cooking a chicken and I think I've made a mess of it. And can you come over and help me salvage it? Mm-hmm. So at this point, this film has just become a pawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she comes over, she salvages the chicken or some of the chicken. And they're laughing, laughing, eating chicken together. One thing leads to another and they end up having... Pretty hot sex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> and yeah, but once again, the score gives it away. Because it's not like kabow, kabow, kabow. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very much like, reep, 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 reep. look behind you, J-Lo. Reep, reep, reep. 
rape sex. Like it was also funny to me that like obviously Jennifer Lopez because it, it is an erotic film. You see a lot of Julia's body in this scene. Mm-hmm. Like she's got a, she's naked. Well, she's certainly topless, but she won't show her nipples because mm-hmm. th- that's just not done in, in these kind of films. So instead, there's a scene. You do see nipple later in the film, not hers though. Whose nipple do you see? Uh, the girlfriend. The potential girlfriend. Oh, you do. Son. You do. Okay, sure. Yeah. But she's not famous. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But um, I guess it wasn't in JLo's contract to show nipples. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That would have ramped up the budget a whole lot. Yeah. So instead, you get a scene where he. Is, I mean, I've not spent a lot of time making sweet, sweaty love to big-breasted women. No, you've not lived. Is it the? Um, <laughs> is it the norm to kind of like? put one hand over each breast and kind of cup them while then going down on them. Oh, like, yeah, the handles. The handles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like... Wump, wump, <laughs> like working its way down. Like, yeah. No, 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 that's, that's how straight people have sex. Oh, okay, well, I learned something today. Um, cool. It's great, it's great for all parties. Sure, okay. I just found that very funny how he's like very tenderly and very specifically caressing his, the, the boobs. Like, just like... A, wump, 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 wump. So then <laughs> they wake up. She wakes up the next wakes up the next day instantly filled with regrets. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" And she tries to let him down gently, and he gets very angry, mm-hmm. punches a wall, his knuckles are bleeding. <laughs> yeah, that's a that, that's a red flag right there. Yeah, like God damn it. That's what, he goes from zero to psychopath like so fast, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a slow build. It's like you you don't want to sleep with me again, right? I'm going to kill your family. Like it's straight to that. Mm. So he gets very angry. So now the stalking aspect of the film begins. Now mm-hmm. he is like fully. Like, hanging around the house all the time. So the next scene. I love this so much. <laughs> Go on. We're all having dinner together. And he, he so she's cooking more, yet more food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he just turns about the blue. And she's very uncomfortable about it, obviously, but she can't say because it's in front of the son and the dad. There's some amazing dialogue with some fabulous double entendres. He's like, oh, did you get, while you were camping, did did you get caught up in the storm? And, no, and the, the dad says, oh, no, it was dry as a bone. And then Noah says, oh, it got pretty wet down here. <laughs> oh, man, that was... And then there's the best... It gets better, though, because then he becomes Phil Hartman in Jingle All The Way. Okay. Do you remember when we watched Jingle All The Way? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that bit with the cookies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because in this... It's... Yeah. No, I, I, I thought that too. Yeah, he, he literally says the line, oh, I love your mum's cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I really oh, want God. Arnold Schwarzenegger to just like pop up and go, put the cookie down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just so strange. It was so, oh, it was brilliant. It was so heavy handed. You know what? Big day tomorrow, first day of school. It's getting kind of late. It's like 8.30. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, I, I got to get going. It's big day tomorrow. I'll walk out with you, Mr. Peterson. Oh, I'm, I'm going to stay around while, thanks. Well, you know, I'll walk out with you, you know. Yeah, come on. Uh, do you want to take a cookie for the road? Love your mother's cookies. They're great, right? And then he, the, she's back in school. She's teaching her class mm-hmm. in classic literature. Mm-hmm. And then he just turns up. In, he walks into class midway through the lesson, just starts quoting. <laughs> he's just like quoting the play. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, this is a cool dude. He's quoting literature. And then, and then she <laughs> makes up cool in America. Totally, yeah. This guy is a dude. And then the principal comes in and she runs outside. She's like, isn't this guy too old to be in my class? Which is a very fair question. Mm. And then the principal says, like, oh, I don't understand, Claire. You sent an email. You sent an email saying, recommending that this Noah be transferred to your class. Mm. I thought it was requesting, wasn't it? Requesting, yeah, yeah, requesting, sure. So as it turns out, he has hacked into her computer, mm-hmm. which is going to pay off in a very annoying way later, which I'm mm-hmm. sure you picked up on too. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. But right now, he so he even goes in and, like, lectures her. He goes, you know what? You should improve your computer security. Someone could easily hack in. Someone like me. <laughs> so he's hacked into her computer and basically sent an email on her behalf saying, you know, Noah should be in my class. Mm-hmm. 
He also starts turning the son against the dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's starting hanging out with the son even more. He takes him hunting. He takes him boxing. And all the time he's like, you know, your dad cheated on your mum, and now he's trying to worm his way back in. You shouldn't trust him. To the point where they're in this very harshly lit boxing gym. Because every scene with Jennifer Lopez is like bathed in celestial light to make her look as beautiful and young as possible. Every scene she's not in, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Because the, the scene in the boxing <laughs> you, you gym. You suddenly see the reality yeah, of the film. The scene in the boxing gym that she's not in is so bright and glaring. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is so harsh. The son's working on the punch bag mm-hmm. and the Noah's just like, your dad's a cunt. Like, <laughs> your dad's a bastard. Like, and then the son gets really worked up and he's like, yeah, yeah, I hate my dad. Boom, boom, boom. And then he gets so worked up, he has another allergy attack. Mm-hmm. He goes into like full anaphylactic shock or something. He can't breathe. And Noah is like having a real moment. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then he finds the EpiPen, mm-hmm. which again will come up later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finds the EpiPen. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then, oh, I laughed so much when someone off camera who you never see <laughs> just shouts, shove it in his leg. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then, so they like jams the EpiPen into the kid's leg mm-hmm. and uh, saves his life. Yeah. Hence winning his trust. Say you have that condition, sure, and you go to the gym. You probably brief people. Yeah. I mean, you, you clearly brief somebody, somebody yeah. in that gym, somebody off camera. Yeah, but, off camera guys, like I don't know what to do. But like, whoever you're with, you, you, you just say, "If I get worked up, I might have a fit. If that mm. happens, this is what you do." Sure, because otherwise you'd die. Mm. Oh, <laughs> you, you'd mm. let people know. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Saying that later in the film, he has a fit and he just gets over it. Yeah, so he recovers <laughs> immediately. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, oh, I can't deal with this now. Okay, I'll yeah, there's, there's no time for this yeah. right now." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I need to jump back a bit very quickly, though, because I just remembered off-camera guy reminded me of another weird thing with this film where there's a running theme of things happening off-camera that you'd think they would want to show. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the garage door scene, mm-hmm. when obviously he offers to fix the garage door and then he comes back to finish his flirtation with J-Lo and she literally says, this is it, this is the exciting moment when he presses the button to open the garage door and it never cuts <laughs> to the garage door. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it's that exciting no, for but us it's like, the store, but yeah. it's, the, it's the point of the scene. Yeah, it's such a mild nothing payoff, <laughs> but they just don't give you it. It's, you, you literally see Jayla go, oh, this is the exciting moment, and then it doesn't cut, and she goes, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> you just never see it. It's bizarre. Well, I'm going to tell, don't show, okay, whatever. No, it was ludicrous. Anyway, maybe they just couldn't get the gut door to work, I don't know. Anyway. The, the worst part of the film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was for me. That was when I checked out. <laughs> so yeah, then there's another scene with the three generic bullies, and this is where the guy delivers that amazing the whiz line and then they start like shoving Kevin around and then Noah just loses his shit and he charges in and he grabs the bullies and he beats the living shit out of them yeah one of whom he like grabs by the neck mm-hmm. and just like bang bang bangs his head into the locker almost killing him mm-hmm. and then Kristen Chenoweth runs in tries to break it up and then he shoves Kristen Chenoweth and it's genuinely shocking because he shoves a woman mm-hmm. and she goes flying mm-hmm. then, then there's a, a confrontation between those two she takes him into his office and then she's like I checked your files. And then, first of all, <laughs> you should probably do that anyway. When somebody transfers to your school. How did he get into this rather exclusive looking, quite decent looking school? Yeah. How did nobody check his files? Like, Yeah. That's the, that's, that's the thing you do. If a 19 year old is moving yeah. into your school. Totally. <laughs> you, you wonder, hey, why is this guy 19? Yeah. But this was the absolutely <laughs> the best Christian Chenow we've seen by far. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this was Christian Chenow with munching on all of the scenery. Because she's just like, I checked your files. Turns out you hid a few things in us. There's a history of irresponsible behaviour. <laughs> She's like relishing every word that goes out of her mouth. Yeah. And then he, so he's being very confrontational. And then he just goes, I, you know, I see, she says something like, you know, what I see when I look at you, a pattern of irrational behaviour and violent tendencies. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know why every channel of line in my head just ended with, <laughs> and then, and then he goes, you know, what I see when I look at you, a bitter, dried up old 
cunt. And it's like, oh my god. I know. It's like, this is an American film and yeah. they said cunt. You just called Glenda the Good Witch a cunt. You can't do that. Like, <laughs> understandably. As Sorry to any non-British British listeners on how much we're saying cunt. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's part of our language here. It was in the film. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's like, it's, it's a very like... <gasps> Yeah, I know Americans don't like... Well, that's made it even more surprising that you said it, because you, mm. don't, you don't hear it in American films. Yeah. yeah. So he gets expelled on the spot, which the son never mentions. Because there's then a few more scenes where the son is still really loyal to Noah. Because mm-hmm. this is the point where it really ramps up, and <clears throat> J-Lo actually says to her son, stay away from him. He's mm. he's a bad influence. He's a bad guy. Mm. And the son's like, no, he's my only friend. But like, that's the point where J-Lo, you should just say, he's been expelled. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason for it. Nobody ever mentions that he got expelled. <laughs> ever. After he no. gets expelled, it never comes up again. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And the son is never like, hey, you know what's weird? Like, Noah just like literally beat some kid almost to death and fractured his skull. Also, he should be in prison. <laughs> yeah. That was, that, that was the first point where I was like, call the police. Yeah. Not even J-Lo. Okay, I, get, I could buy that J-Lo is like trying to... Because she says herself, I thought it would blow over, you know. Mm-hmm. I was trying to protect myself because I'm incriminated because I slept with a student, which could get me fired. Mm-hmm. But why is the kid who just has been brutally beaten almost to death, all that kid's parents, why have they not contacted the police? Yeah. Anyway, so that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that night they're like, oh, well, that, that was weird, but let's all go to a dance. Let's go to the dance party. Mm-hmm. So they go to the dance. The son, Kevin, has got a date with the, the hot blonde. He's managed mm-hmm. to secure that date. It's good mm-hmm. for him. Uh, and J-Lo is obviously being a teacher. She's working in the room. And then somehow the date knows that in the boys' toilets there's some kind of blockage. So I don't know if... Has somebody been in and seen all the shit that's written on the walls? Might have been leaking out the door, perhaps? She says some boys just said that there's some blockage in the toilets. Okay, so, so yeah. So either she's working with Or Noah. maybe Noah went and said that, and then he quickly ran back and drew all the stuff on the wall. But then, would the know. conversation not go, Hey, generic sexy blonde girl, you should probably tell Mrs. Peterson that the toilets, the boys' toilets are overflowing. Oh, hey, Noah, didn't you get expelled today for brutally beating a kid nearly to death? Because everyone in the school is talking about that today. No one's not heard about that happening. Right? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, because yeah, like, as this night ends, yeah. she's given him a blowjob. Yeah, was that her? Yes, it yeah. was her. Okay, I was unclear on that. Oh, so maybe she is working with him the whole time then. Maybe she's just an accomplice. Like. But why? I have no idea. They don't address it. A weird, weird film. Okay, so yeah, so J-Lo goes to the boys' toilets. I don't know why there's no male teachers around who can do this, because surely it's inappropriate for a grown woman to walk into the boys' toilet. What, someone was urinating? Well, you'd knock on the door and say, is anybody in here? Oh, I guess maybe she did. Not that she did. No, but maybe she did and we didn't see it. Anyway, but she goes in and finds that he's written in giant letters, I fucked Claire Peterson or Mrs. Peterson or something. Why would you do it in the boys' toilets? Why don't you just do it like... In her office or somewhere where people can see a bit more than a blocked up boy's toilets. Because the toilets is the best place to have creepy, sexy lighting. Uh, this yeah. whole scene was very like, you know, Solid. flickering Solid. flickering yeah. light bulbs and, you know. Yeah. And then he comes in, he's like, we need to talk. And then there's a very threatening scene where he dry, <laughs> dry humps her? Uh, yes, he does. As soon as she walks in and we see the room, that's an instant just like, leave now. Get out. Just, yeah. Don't hesitate. Just go. Mm. Like, it'll take you a, a moment to read what that says on the wall and see the whole situation and the lighting and mm. everything. And you can hear the evil music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the score is telling you to run, J-Lo. <laughs> just get out of the room. And just go somewhere. Go and tell someone. Go and tell, your, go and tell your friend, the assistant head or whatever Yeah, go tell Vicky. She'll handle yeah. it. And then, you know, call the police. Yeah. Do the sensible thing. And she does not none of those things. Does no. she try and clean it up? Is that why she stays? Because um, she's trying to cover, she's still doing the cover up, isn't she? No, she she tries to unblock the sink and she pulls out what looks like a wig. 
Did you not notice that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he block up the sinks with her wigs? Yeah, I hope so, yeah. Oh, we, nearly, that... we nearly missed that then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that my weave? <laughs> why, why would he do that? Hey, you, you use what you've got available to you. <laughs> Maybe she just she just <laughs> left a few tra- maybe she just left a few tracks when they slept together. Like could be bothered plugging them back in. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. That's hilarious. Like. God, I'd love it if the next scene when he turned up, he was just bald. He just shaved his own head. <laughs> yeah. like, <"Shut> <laughs> oh. God, that was strange. It was all strange. So, but yeah, but then it's weird because yeah, he like pins her down against the wall and like starts. Just dry humping yeah, her. Yeah, just like, dry humping. He doesn't pull his own pants down and unzip, and she, her jeans are like fully put up. So mm-hmm. it's not he's not raping her. He's just sexually assaulting her. I mean, yeah, it is an assault. I'm not I'm not diminishing what it is, but it's a weird way to assault a person. Yes, it is. It was very very strange. And then she kicks him. She knees him in the balls and runs away. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't call the police. Obviously, she doesn't tell anybody at this point. Either. She still, she's tell, still she's tells. Still nobody. not told Vicky. Yeah. So then the next day they're back in school, and she walks into class, and her classroom. He's struck again. Okay. He's struck again, Harry, mm-hmm. because he's gone into the classroom early in the morning or something, printed out a hilarious amount of copies. <laughs> like <laughs> like hundreds. Literally hundreds. And it's still printing. The prints are just still like popping out. like. But they are everywhere. All of these, basically, hundreds upon hundreds and hundreds of printouts. The thing that I really... I'm really sad the film didn't do it. Like, even as, like, a, a post-credits or an outtake or something, it's just him waiting for the printer. <laughs> yeah, just like... Because <laughs> he has spread them all over the room. It's not like... Yeah. Obviously, it's still, like, printing up, but he's obviously spread them everywhere. Mm. Otherwise, they'd just be in a little pile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he would have had to wait there for a while while they did that. And mm-hmm. It seems like a slow printer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there are hundreds and hundreds of uh, printouts of basically a screenshot of the two of them having sex. Mm-hmm. Turns out when they did have sex, he filmed it, and now he's printed out all these things and put them all over the class and written all this stuff over the blackboard and stuff mm-hmm. on the chalkboard. And there's a scene that I just found genuinely just comical, just just really, really funny, <laughs> where she locks the door and all the students are outside, like, let us in, let us in, let us in, we can't wait to start learning. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the vice, no, the principal, not the vice principal, the mm. principal turns up and he's like, Mrs. Peterson, Mrs. Peterson, open the door. And she's just running around, grabbing all of these papers, shoving them under her own desk. And mm-hmm. like, it's ridiculous. She has this ridiculous, comical speed cleaning moments. Mm-hmm. And Which somehow she pulls off. She did pull it off, yeah. Like, how on earth? Because you see the like they were they were under every desk. Yeah, there's no way she got them all. But she, yeah, and then <laughs> she missed. She one. missed one. That, that's why. <laughs> one. Yeah. And then she like stands in front of it, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. You, you see the slow close-up of the key going into the lock. And it's like, you know, it's like tick-tock, tick-tock, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So dramatic. So dramatic. So dramatic. Never seen a key be so much drama. Oh, I know. Yeah. She manages to clean them all up and hide them, except that there's one pinned to the desk. And so he says, is everything okay, Mrs. Peterson? And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, sure, fine. And just stands in front of one. And then again, there's this bizarre scene that makes no sense where the principal's like, we've had some concerns, Mrs. Peterson. You're behaving very strangely recently. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, um, some other teacher, this Janice, I don't know, spotted you with Noah, evil surname, and says you got physical with him. And at no point does she go, oh, you mean Noah who, like, beat a kid half to death yesterday and then got expelled? <laughs> She's just like, oh, no, no, no. You know, I was just uh, telling him off for being late or something. Mm. And uh, he's like, you know, we, we don't touch other kids. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we have a policy here, Mrs. Peterson. We don't get physical with our kids. And again, it's, no, it's like, he got expelled for nearly killing someone yesterday. Maybe <laughs> he was the one who was getting physical. It never comes up. Yeah. It never comes up. So bizarre. What was going on at that school? 
Clearly madness. Utter, utter madness. So while that's all happening, the son and the dad go on a drive together. And then it turns out that Noah, as it turns out, has cut the brakes. Mm-hmm. So they have a near-death experience. Mm-hmm. where you know, Very dramatic. The son's angrily speeding because he's angry because Noah's turned against his dad. And then they're having an angry conversation, and then oh, I can't, I can't stop, I can't stop, and then I loved how it was pitched as they were speeding, as though they're going very fast. And then as soon as you have any sort of point of reference for how fast they're actually moving, <laughs> they're clearly moving at like twenty miles an hour or something because <laughs> yeah, like, they cover no distance. It's yeah. it's really not very far. Like a car comes towards them and goes past them, they miss it, and they go past it really slowly. Yeah. <laughs> and just like that car is probably moving at you know thirty forty anyway, yeah. and they're going really slowly past it, and then. The bit where they do eventually manage to crash into the very conveniently placed water butts. Mm -hmm. They crash at, like, walking pace. And yet all the water butts explode. (laughs) All the while, the dad is like, slow down, slow down! Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's absurd. So that happens. And eventually, finally, finally, J-Lo confides in Christian Chenoweth. And it's like, look, he's a stalker, he's a psycho. I didn't know he was going to be a stalker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Christian Chenoweth, again, being... Well, she's being supportive, but in a weird way, she's like... Of course I believe you, Claire. But you know the rest of the world's not going to see it like that. But she hatches a scheme. Chenoweth has a scheme. So she decides that the genius plan is that her and J-Lo are going to swap cars. And they're going to drive <laughs> off. She's going to drive off in J-Lo's car. And he's going to follow that car. And then mm-hmm. she'll have time to break into the house and delete the video. Mm-hmm. Now I have some questions about this scheme. Okay. Okay. Go on. First of all, for this to work, we have to assume that he is just constantly watching her car. Yeah. So how did he not see them both getting into each other's cars? I don't know. No. Um, maybe they switch wigs and then switch back. <laughs> yeah, because she's not wearing JLo. I really wanted a scene of Kristen Chenow in like full JLo wig. Yeah, that, that would have been great. That would be hilarious. But no, she's just you know very much a very different physicality. Mm. Just driving the car, and then there's the scene. I mean, maybe he's only watching like the exit of the car park to wait to wait and see when oh, she okay, drives fine. out. So it's a bit of a gamble, but fine. Yeah. So then we see him, like, following the car, following the car, following the car, and then he pulls up close, and it's like, oh, it's Kristen Chenoweth. Mm. And then she's on the phone, like, get out of the house, Claire! Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, she's, like, gone back home, because mm-hmm. obviously he is, does live next door, mm-hmm. and he, she breaks into the house next door and finds the computer downstairs. And this is where, I'm sure you picked up on this, you must have done. Do what, where, to- where, where there's the worst kind of just deleting the files, do you mean? Well, more the fact that earlier on in the film, he hacks into her computer and berates her for having bad internet security. Oh, and then he's security. got no password. He has anything. no password whatsoever. Yeah. He just, it's just, he's, he's just sitting open with all the files on the desktop, yeah? Yeah. With files of names like Claire Video. <laughs> it's just great that they're all on the desktop as well. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no sort of secret file system or anything. Yeah. Or... Oh, no, no, it's, it's, it, you're wrong. It's in a file called Achilles. Because ah. it's his Achilles heel. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, never clearing up his desktop. But then there's is... other files that are not in Achilles, which are like minivan. Yeah, yeah, also it's... labeled like mini minivan schematics 2006. Like, yeah. Folds called How to Cut Brakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wiki how, how to cut brakes. And I love that her way to get past this is just delete. Mm. Like, no, mate, that's, nope. That's not that's not going to work. If he, wants, so be... if, if he wants the files, he can just, uh, yeah, it was a secure removing of... Yeah. The trash. But, um, no, that can still be recovered. Mm-hmm. Take the goddamn laptop. Yeah. And even then, have a look around for some external hard drives. Maybe mm-hmm. he's been backing up. Sure. Well, I mean, she hasn't got much time because she gets the call from Chenoweth saying, mm-hmm. you've got five minutes, get out of the house, get out of the house now. And then she goes upstairs and there's, this is my favourite part of the movie. <laughs> okay. Where we have a jump scare. I mean, the 50th jump scare of the film. Sure. The 50th ridiculous jump scare of the film. But this one, it's like a cartoon. Because she, she comes up the stairs and then she's confronted with Stan Lee and they both just scream at each other yeah, as like, they Rah! see each other. Yeah. It's 
just so weird. <laughs> and then he's like, Mrs. Peterson, what are you doing in my house? And she just like, just bye. And she, she doesn't explain. She just yeah. runs like. But it was just weird that they just literally shot on the screen. It was yeah. Just, it, was, it, it just really made me laugh. And I yeah. couldn't stop laughing for same, ages. Same. I absolutely love that. Um, So she gets off the phone, and then it turns out that he's at Vicky's house. Yes. Which is a good little twist. That was a good twist. Yeah, uh, I yeah. like that. I didn't, I didn't really see that coming. Mm-hmm. So then poor old Vicky gets a hit to the side of the head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, meanwhile, so then J-Lo does this amazing detective work where she goes to the meet this police officer, mm-hmm. and we get a flashback. Oh, yeah. A massive flashback <laughs> yep. to the boy's parents, or his yep. dad and his oh, dad's yeah, that's mistress. It. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Where they're driving a car and their brakes shocker go out too, mm-hmm. and then they crash into the side of a van, and then mm-hmm. they have a the van goes up in a Michael Bay esque inferno. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think like half of the budget of this movie went on that explosion. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. And she's asking all these weirdly specific questions about this closed case. It's like, and the, the police officer's like, "Oh, we just we assumed he was a drunk driver. You know, mm. he he had DUIs in the past, so you know, it's open and shut. Why why do you ask, Mrs. Peterson?" She's like, "Oh, no reason." And the best thing is, for some reason, they've kept the car. Yeah, I know. I know, because that must have been quite a while ago. <laughs> that was like seven or eight years ago or something. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it wasn't an open case. And all, yeah, the way that, like, is there any reason you're asking this? Oh, yeah, no reason. Mm. And I'm like, you're now on a list. Yeah. <laughs> you're a suspect in yeah. what was a closed case. You but, are a person of interest. Yeah. But the <laughs> why is the car just there? Yeah. And also, that's the ultimate time where you like, somebody's asking... Is there a problem? Yes. And you're like, oh, no, 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 it's all fine. No, there's a massive problem, and there's no reason that you're not going to say. Well, you she w- still you- thinks she can get away with this by deleting the files and being like, it's my word against yours. No one's died yet, so... Yeah, well, I mean, but- apart from the parents. Actually, yeah, she knows he's a killer, but, you know. She's terrified of this man. Yeah. Just, and someone's asking, is everything okay? Mm. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Well, she's about to get more terrified, because yeah. then she gets a call from, she thinks Vicky... But it's actually Noah. He's got Vicky tied up. And mm-hmm. he somehow managed to rig together like a fake message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Claire, I need you. Please come to me, my house, now. <laughs> How did he do that? Oh, well, with his mad computer skills. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. Vicky, listen, I am pretty sure that Noah tampered with the brakes on his parents' car, and that's why they crashed. And I'm pretty sure he did the same thing to Garrett's. Claire, I need you. I need to talk. Can you come over? (laughs) Oh, man, that was... That was excellent. Yeah. That was brilliant. I also love how it was supposed to be, like, a really, really creepy scene. Mm. Of like it starting quite close on him and then zooms out over ages while he's giving a massive monologue as though there's going to be a big reveal of what Vicky's looking like now. Yeah, and she's just gagged. She's just tied up. I she's, thought that was going to be her. I thought that was going to be like blood all down her face and she's yeah. dead already or yeah. something. And nope, she's just she's just gagged. True, and and, and and her hair's a bit of a mess. Yeah, but I did also appreciate how it zoomed out and then there's a cat in the background, just like oh he's an evil guy. He's got a cat. Oh, they did set up the cat. Obviously, I didn't he, spot obviously, the cat like, at that he, point. He, he's not. It's not his cat, but no, it's her, it, was, it's it was a very sort of like evil guy with a cat. No, it's Vicky's cat because she's an old spinster crone <laughs> on a farmhouse. Like, I just really wish that he was stroking the cat. That would be good, yeah. I didn't spot that actually because I felt that we'll, we'll get to that now because so J-Lo speeds over to Vicky's house, walks into the house, 
all the lights are off. It's classic creepy horror movie. She's like, Vicky, are you upstairs? Vicky? And this is the point where I'm like, look, the lights aren't working. There's clearly a situation here. Noah is probably there, mm-hmm. which you're expecting him to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't just shout. Maybe try and sort of sneak a little bit. Or leave. Well, no, because Vicky's there. Vicky's there, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, yeah. yeah, just like sneak around. Try and get some sort of stealth rather than put a massive torch on. Vicky! Vicky! Are you there? <laughs> And then that leads to my favourite jump scare of the movie, when there is a literal cat jump scare. <laughs> what the cat jump? What? What, the, what, what? what was the situation there? So the cat jumps out at, at the camera or whatever, and mm. yeah, we all jump, and then we think that's it, and then the body falls down, sure. and Vicky's dead. So where, what was going on there? Was well, the body just stuffed on a bookshelf or something? It seems with, like he... With the cat... <laughs> Must be, like, attached to the body somehow. <laughs> so that when the cat jumps out of for, for when uh, Jennifer Lopez arrives, the body then gets flung out as well. Yeah. It That's seems what like he, must have happened. Yeah, it's like he's rigged it up so she's sat on, like, the arch of the doorway or something. Mm. So that just as soon as the door gets pushed, yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's a very intricate system of revealing that you set up there. Yeah. yeah. Unless maybe... Or maybe... Maybe Noah's like stood at the top of the stairs, just holding Vicky's corpse, like ready. And then no, as soon but, as the... no, but Noah's outside. Oh, was he already outside? Is that established? Because at that point, Jennifer Lopez looks down at the body, sees <clears throat> that she's murdered, yeah. screams a little bit, not for long, and then runs outside and finally calls, calls the, the fucking police. Not that it does her any good though, because Noah's right there, like come inside. Yeah, well, she she calls the police and then runs for her car, and that's the point where I'm just like, if you're not seen a horror movie, he's clearly going to be in the back of the car. Turns out he's not, but like. You'd think he would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think, okay, a murder has happened here. This guy who's been stalking me for ages. What should I do? Oh, I'll go to my car. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I gotta get away, right? But just be a bit more cautious. Sure. Or something. Well, also, this is spoiling my drinking game, but we've already clearly established that his preferred method of killing is cutting the brakes on cars. Stop getting into cars. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Run on foot. Catch a bus, you know. Like, it's dark. Just go and hide in the bushes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Turn exactly. your torch off. Yes. Yeah, that would help. She's always like, oh, God, help me. We're like, yeah. <sighs> so, we're quite getting to the conclusion now. Yep, we're getting there. We're getting there, we're getting there. So, J-Lo is now dragged into Vicky's inexplicably enormous barn. Mm-hmm. Why a vice principal in a middle school in the suburbs owns this giant farmhouse with a barn. I do not know. With a giant piece of, metal, of a tractor equipment hanging from the ceiling very precariously. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she goes in there where she finds that Shocker, he's kidnapped her husband and son and they're both tied up. Mm-hmm. And then, so then she's like, no, 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 let them go. And he's, he's going to kill them both. And he's like, you can, he says, another great line is like, you can live with me or die with them. <laughs> so then he's going to basically kill the father and son. And she's mm-hmm. like trying to reason with him, blah, blah. And then stuff happens. There's a fight, there's a fight. And then the fire starts. Like, because well, he throws petrol around. Well, I've got to say, as the fight goes on, she is particularly useless. Oh, she's terrible. Yeah. Like, she's acting as though she's injured. Mm. As though she's, you know, got like got a broken leg or she's been hit around the head or he's beaten her up or something. He's not laid a hand on her yeah. other than sort of pushing her mm. a little bit. He, he's pushed her. That's sure. it. And yet she just doesn't attack him most of the time. No. She constantly turns her back on him as well. Every time she, like, gets a hit, a hit in... And then she, like, runs to the sun, and then it's like, he's behind you! And she just doesn't even acknowledge it. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, so, but he's, like, throwing petrol around. He's praying to burn them all. And then he drops the match, and the whole barn's ablaze. It's very dramatic. I also love how he throws petrol on. The son uh, implied the dad as well. Mm-hmm. But yet neither of them catch on fire. No, they do when not When the whole fire. barn catches on fire. No. But we've reached now 
a scene that I'm very excited to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. So in this scene, J-Lo is fighting for her life. Mm-hmm. The, 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 to be fair, the dad and the son both get free and help a bit too, but they both get knocked down. It ends up with J-Lo once again, mm-hmm. fighting with Noah, who is you know, bigger and stronger, and all hope seems lost. So Harry, how does J-Lo turn the tide and manage to get the upper hand in this fight? Well, she grabs her son's uh, needle thing. Yeah. Which, um, you know, conveniently we'd actually seen before in the film. Yes, we've established this. If if you recall. Shove in his leg! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she, well, she pokes him in the eye with it. She stabs him right in the goddamn (laughs) eye. Which, to be fair, I didn't, I wasn't expecting her to stab stab him in the eye. I thought she was going to get him in the leg or something and it was going to do something. I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. But, um, no, I guess what she did did make, make, make a lot more sense. And that bit was... That wasn't so nice. But then she rushes over, and then she's just having like an emotional conversation with her son mm-hmm. while the barn is on fire. Yeah, get out! Yeah, yeah. Totally. You're all covered in fuel. All three of you. Your your husband is, looks like he's been stabbed mm-hmm. as well. Get him out. Sure. Seek help. Absolutely. Don't just leave everyone. <laughs> so so he managed. He, he's staggering like, around. At, at this point, my housemate uh, said, "Okay, she's been given the situation." In a burning barn, who would you save? Your husband or your son? Yeah. And she's chosen nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> she's chosen neither, yeah. <laughs> but we're not... But we're Not, not even it. herself. No, 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 yes. So what was the reaction when you... With the eye stabbing? Was it just like, whoa? Was there any screaming? Or was it just like, oh, it's interesting? It was a bit of a like, whoa! Sort okay. But I asked because obviously wow, it, it kicks it up even further... When uh, so he's staggering around with like mm-hmm. the epipen in his eye, mm. presumably getting like a hot lot of adrenaline. Just I'm sure, yeah. yeah. And then he so he like he pulls it out and he grabs her again once again. Like you know she, he staggers over and the kid's like mom, mom, look behind you, and she just ignores him. Mm-hmm. And, and then they're fighting again. And then what does she do? And so then she just puts her finger in his eye. She just sticks her thumb or finger right into his eye, and you get yeah. a really tight, disgusting close up of the eye popping and the goo, and it's brilliant. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> did you scream no I loved it I had oh, a massive grin on my face really oh, I was I like oh this is disgusting I love it oh, your, your thing with gore I don't understand I do not like gore I screamed I screamed with delight and horror at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was good it was yeah good. So, yeah it was very very gruesome mm-hmm. and unexpected in this film because this film hadn't been that explicit no I mean, it really hadn't like, obviously it had a fairly explicit sex scene in the middle mm-hmm. and you know it had the word cunt uttered quite so I guess it was building to it. Uh, I suppose Vicky had her throat slit. She did, yeah. Uh, yeah there she wasn't did. an excessive amount of blood, yeah. though. But I mean, I, I, the, the eye gouging was like, wow, oh. this has just stepped up a Saw movie. Yeah. This is really, really graphic. Mm-hmm. You see, you and me, off grid. There's nothing I wouldn't do for you. You can trust me. You can't trust me. So anyway, she, she, she sticks her finger into his eyeball. Obviously he screams, he staggers back. And then he goes to kill the son. And then she manages to cut the rope that, will, that sends the big lump of machinery mm-hmm. crashing down, mm-hmm. crushing him to death. Mm-hmm. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. End of movie. Like they, 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 all, much, they yeah, all stagger like- out of the barn. There's an ambulance there, somehow. There's an ambulance and, like, three police cars. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you call 911, or in his country, 999, and don't say anything, which I presume she did, they'll send a police car. They're not going to send a whole no. squad, yeah. There's not going to be an ambulance there, for no reason. Sure. 
But anyway, they're there, and the, the husband gets put into the gurney. He's been shot, but uh, he seems like he's going to be okay, because J-Lo's last lines of the film are, you're going to be okay, and then we're going home. You hear me? We're going home. <laughs> and uh, and then the credits roll, and it's got this weird arty credits scene with this very, like, somber music and all, like, flashbacks. It's like greatest hits of the film. It shows, like, all these <laughs> random scenes from the film. Just, you know. Yeah. And so ends The Boy Next Door. The train wreck next door, more like... Come on. Oh, got him. After all that, you've got to admit, this was an enjoyable film. <laughs> yeah, it was. It yeah. was. All right, that's done. Let's do drinking games. Let's whiz through some drinking games. Okay, do you want to go first? Drink anytime you shout at the screen. Good one, good one. I was going to say, this film was made for drinking games. This is a very <laughs> fruitful drinking well, game. I hope you got some good ones. I have many. So my first one, I mean, it does require repeat viewings, but I'm going to watch this film again. Mm-hmm. Drink for foreshadowing. <laughs> Solid, yeah. Drink any time a normal person would have just called the police. Yes. But just waterfall the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> Every bit from like 20 minutes onwards, just, just be constantly drinking. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, drink for bicep close-ups of the boy. Mm-hmm. Or any close-up of, you know, parts of his body, either it's a shoulder or a bicep. Or when anytime it looks like it's either a porn or like a Pepsi advert from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Drink for unnecessary jump scares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good one. Yeah, very good. Uh, drink for unnecessary exposition. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, drink for evil music. Yes, that score. That mm-hmm. score, yeah. Again, you'd have to waterfall. It's so intrusive. <laughs> it's constant. Maybe I should say drink for inappropriate music. Sure, sure. Well, it is appropriate. Because the music doesn't match the scenes always. No, no, like totally. Like with the garage door. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's giving too much away. Yeah. Mm. Uh, drink every time J-Lo cries. Okay. She cries a lot in this film. Sure. It starts with her crying because of a divorce, then she cries repeatedly because of you know various things happening. She <laughs> she goes through the ringer. Yeah. Uh, my last one: uh, drink anytime you laugh at something that wasn't supposed to be funny. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, th- again, pretty persistent. Yep. Okay, <laughs> I have a few more. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink every time J Lo serves or offers food. Okay. Did you notice this? Like every scene she's in, apart from the like really dramatic ones, she's constantly trying to make people eat. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> She's like, but you didn't finish your dinner. Hey, you want some cookies? You want some, like, she's just constantly serving food. I, I may well, if I have time, go and do a montage of, of all the scenes where she offers people food. Because <laughs> it's a lot. It's really, like, distractingly a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever keeps the runtime low. Ta-da! Make a wish! Happy birthday! <laughs> you made that? Of course! You up for some coffee? Yeah, sure. Come on. Sure. Well, until he's better, you can come over for dinner here anytime, okay? I don't want you eating by yourself. I mean it. You want any coffee? Yeah, I'll have some, I'm sure. You know what, Mom? I got, I got home. Wait, wait, at least finish your dinner. Drink every time she has a costume change. Yep. Or just drink every time she looks like she's about to go to an awards show. <laughs> yeah. Drink every time somebody does not close a curtain when they should really close a curtain. Yeah, it's very like, deliberate. Though, yeah, obviously, it? just like creepy. There's so many scenes of of Claire like watching through the window or him watching her through the window. Like nobody ever, nobody draws a curtain in this film. Because obviously he's an expert, he's doing it deliberately, but she doesn't do it either. Like, there's lots of scenes at True, night. if she just drew the curtains, then she wouldn't have any trouble. No, because that's how he saw that she was on a date with her husband and got really mad at them mm. in the middle. Yeah. I really, really wanted, like, a cutaway shot of, like, another neighbour who lives, like, next door or something. Yeah. Just, like, some old, horny old woman who's like, oh my god. Like... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, like, the, the granddad or whatever. Yeah, let, let's start, what's Stan Lee doing all this time? Yeah, yeah let's let, let him see the whole thing. Well, yeah. maybe he's, uh, he, he's at the other, the other side of the house. Sure, sure. He's sure, got sure. his own adventure going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Sideful. Drink every time J-Lo says the phrase, oh my God. Did she say it a lot? Very, very much in the latter half. Okay. Repeatedly. Oh my God, this is a, this is a first edition? It feels 
And finally, drink every time Claire gets into a car, even after discovering that his preferred method of killing people is cutting brakes. Yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. does do that a lot. Get an Uber. Stop driving. <laughs> well, I guess that you could just drive slowly a little bit and just test your brakes. Mm-hmm. And so, worst case scenario, you're going to crash at five miles an hour, which is going to sure. do nothing. That didn't seem like it was happening, though. No. If anything, she was speeding all over the place. Right? Yes. I mean, how did she got across to another state or something to do the investigation? She should have cut, afternoon. cut his brakes. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Hoisted by his own batard. I'd like that. That's mm. good. Okay, I, I'm sure there are many more drinking games you could associate with this film, and I would encourage you to, if you are going to watch this film, have a beer handy. <laughs> it's that kind of film. Mm-hmm. But those are ours. So shall we move on to Patreon very quickly? Yes. Great. Nice and quick, because this one is a long one. So we're on Patreon, and if you would like to support the show in any way, or... If you'd like to access our fabulous bonus content. Thank you. So we do a bonus show called Beyond Beyond a Box Set, where we review films that are in cinema right now. Mm-hmm. As of right now, our latest episode is Solo, a Star Wars story. Mediocre. That's that's my review, the short, the short version. There's a much longer and more nuanced review available to you for as little as $2 a month, though. Yes. We also, once a month, we do a 30-second advert slot mm-hmm. that could be for anything you want to advertise. Could be your own podcast, could be your own business, could be anything in John's department, which this week is... Some really, really fabulous winter socks you got there. Oh, thank you. They're good, aren't they? They look very thick. Comfort- yeah. Comfortable? They are good, warm, sunny... Win- sunny? Sun- they are good, warm, woolly winter socks. Why are you wearing them in May? I'm not. I just washed them recently. Saying that, John, I'm currently wearing a nice pair of winter socks. You are. Look at that. And you know what? It's quite comfy to wear warm socks in warm weather. Okay. Are your feet not super sweaty? Nope. Okay, fine. No, I've reached the bottom of my washing up bag the other day and I just threw everything all my woolens in that have been sat there like gathering dust for months and just mm-hmm. washed them all so yeah Fair. yeah yeah. so we, we do that yeah 30 second ads a lot there can be socks can be can be something a bit more serious yeah and also once a month we will get one of our patrons on as a guest mm-hmm. um, and if you don't want to come on you can request an episode for us and we'll do just that yeah oh so the idea is basically if you become a Patreon, then you can choose a film for us to cover on the show. And we'll talk about, obviously, we'll pitch sequels. We'll talk about the film. We'll watch it. And if you want to join us, you're welcome to do so. Yeah. So for all that, to go to patreon.com forward slash beyond the box set. And you can donate $2 to $15,000 a month. And, um, well, yeah, that's what you get. We'd be very thankful. We enjoy the support. Thank you. And guys. it keeps the lights on. It helps us to stay cost neutral. And yeah, it's a tiered system. So you can pay as much or as little as you like. And you'll get access to all the same bonus content either way. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. As Harry mentioned earlier, a 30 second ad slot to promote anything you like. One of our very generous patrons on Patreon is Julio from the Contrarians podcast. So they are at Contrarian Prime on Twitter. And their podcast is a fantastic movie podcast in which they take films that have had a high or a low rating on Rotten Tomatoes and argue the reverse. So, for example, if a film has you know 88% of Rotten Tomatoes, they will try and find the flaws of it. If a film has like 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, they'll try and argue the, the good things about it. Have they done this? I feel like they should. I don't think they have. So yeah, Julio, a request to you is 
we challenge you at some point to do The Boy Next Door and to find good in it. I think we've done a pretty good job, so yeah. But I do know that they're currently in the middle of a John Travolta season, so they've covered a lot oh, yeah. of really memorable John Travolta performances and films. And it's a really entertaining show. It's it's smart, it's funny, and they take on a lot of really interesting films and have some interesting perspectives. So yeah, that's The Contrarians Podcast, available on all good podcasting platforms, including iTunes, and also on their website, www.wearethecontrarians.com or on Twitter at Contrarian Prime. So seek them out. They are fantastic. Thank you for your support, Julio, and to all of our other Patreon supporters. Thank you very much. Right now, on with the show. I believe that I'm first. You are first, so let me hear your sequel. I can't wait to see how this turns out. All right, well, I think I might have sort of taken it a bit far. I don't know. Define far. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm very intrigued. Okay. Do you star in it as a character? No. Is Big Daddy going to appear? No. Okay. Maybe. Maybe, okay. Well, let's hear it. Well, it's called Who is Jennifer Lopez? Who is Jennifer Okay. <laughs> Conceptual, I like it. Go on. So we open with Jennifer Lopez playing herself. Right. Jogging through Central Park. Okay. Um, is it dramatic jogging? Is there like dramatic... Oh, yeah, it's dramatic, sort of emotional, glamorous jogging. Great, sure. Yeah. Standard. Just a, a light bead of sweat. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Misty almost, yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine that's how Jennifer Lopez jogs. Sure. Not massively out of breath. No, not just like... Dripping with sweat. No, in, in, yeah, in baggy yeah, tracksuit bottoms, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's doing that wearing all her designer clothing and then she goes to a trendy coffee shop and she orders a, a, a venti ice skinny hazelnut macchiato, sugar-free syrup, extra shot, light ice, no whip. Okay, that's very specific. And she takes a photo of it for her Instagram. Of course she does. Then someone who is going to be played by somebody who must look a bit similar to her. To Jennifer Lopez. Oh, okay. You have to think about who that could be while I'm doing this. So another, like, sexy Latina actress around her age? Yeah. I mean, are we talking about someone who looks exactly like her? Could she play two roles? She's got dramatic range. Um, maybe. Or it could be someone like Sama Hayek or Penelope Cruz, you know, another famous Latin actress. Or Latina actress, even. Let's decide at the end. But okay. Maybe playing both roles might work. Cool, okay. Maybe. We'll see. J-Lo's version of Adaptation, I like it. So this uh, this other person comes up to her and says, "Hey, aren't you Jennifer Lopez?" Um, Jennifer is a little surprised as nobody's come up to her since like 2015 when the Boy Next Door came out. <laughs> okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, yes, I am. It's always nice to meet a fan. Oh, great! I'm so happy to finally meet you. I'm Jenny. I'm your biggest fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Would, would you like to hang out sometime? Maybe get a drink. Just go for a pint. J-Lo goes for a pint. I've never met a celebrity. I don't know how these things go. Um, I think they generally don't just, like, socialise with their fans. But sure. If you've not met anyone since that awful film, then yeah. So Jennifer takes a moment to think about it and decided that, well, it's been a while since she she made a new friend. So why not? Okay. Sure. What what are you doing for the rest of the day? Nothing. What do you want to do? I don't know. How, how this about... doesn't seem like a red flag at all. <laughs> I don't know. How about I, I I get you a coffee here for now? Sure. I'll take a venti ice skinny hazelnut macchiato with sugar-free syrup. Extra shot, no ice. <gasps> They're the same. They're one and the same. No way. That's exactly what I ordered. Whoa. I guess this friendship was just meant to be. Okay. I'll buy it for now. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sceptical, but I'll buy it for now in the interest of getting through this. So, so the two of them drink their ridiculous coffees. Sure. Uh, is that a real coffee? Did you research that? Yes, it is a real coffee. Oh, okay. You got you walk into a Starbucks, you can ask for that. They'll make it. Will they also spit in it? They will hate you, <laughs> but they'll make it. 
Cool, okay. So they drink their stupid coffees, and then Jennifer offers uh, her another drink. So, do you want another venti ice, skinny hazelnut macchiato, sugar-free syrup, extra shot, light ice, no whip, or something else? How many times are you going to say that in the course of this episode? I'm done. Okay. No, actually, I was thinking to have an iced half-calf uh, ristretto, venti, four-pump, sugar-free, cinnamon, dolce, soy, skinny latte. What are you going to have? Oh, I was going to have a couple of builders. <laughs> nice. Um, after a while, they leave the coffee shop and decide that that evening they're going to hit the town. So Jennifer takes Jenny back to her apartment so they can get ready together. So Jennifer Lopez is Jennifer and Jenny is the, the fan. Okay. So she's just taken a random fan who likes the same coffee as her mm-hmm. back to her multi-million dollar gated community apartment in the middle of LA or wherever mm-hmm. she probably lives. Okay, sure. So yeah, she takes her back to her, her penthouse apartment. They can get ready together. Jennifer lends Jenny an outfit and they, they drink a lot of champagne while getting ready. This is a very approachable version of JLo. And this is a nice montage situation okay. here, probably with uh, some kind of music. Sure. Maybe they're listening to Jennifer Lopez music in the background. Sure. Let's have some like classic JLo. Let's have some um, Waiting for Tonight or something. Oh, that sounds appropriate. Yeah. Never heard of that. Waiting for tonight. Whoa. When you will be here in my arms. Waiting for tonight. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> sure it was released at New Year's 1999 and the video was all about the Millennium Bug <laughs> <laughs> it was great god go on so essentially Jennifer Lopez is in love with herself and oh okay it literally is it going to become like a bit of a um... and so because Jenny is also just so into Jennifer Lopez that's mm. why they're clicking so well just like yeah. oh my god I am great aren't I this should definitely be playing both roles yeah. this is 100% should be She's playing herself and her biggest fan. Absolutely. Brilliant. I think that's funny and weird. And I'd love to see J-Lo do something like that. Like a real art housey film. She's never really done anything like that before. Sure. Well, we'll see where this goes. Okay. Yeah. I might change my mind. But right now, <laughs> I'm, I'm very keen on J-Lo playing both roles. Cool. So J-Lo, the real J-Lo, settles on a particularly skimpy red dress, which really doesn't leave much to the imagination. And it... She tends to wear green, but okay. Okay. Green, whatever. But whatever it is, she describes it as slutty. Okay. Well, um... maybe it's been a while since she's been out. And okay. so she's like, I'm going all out. So it's it's slutty, but not in a bad way. Maybe. I don't sure. know. I'm just saying, you know, she she doesn't have to like, you know, slut shame herself. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's it's in a good way. Like she look, she's J Lo. She she's looking fabulous. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So the montage continues, or another montage. I don't know. Um, but Is this th- film just one long montage? <laughs> no. But the J Lo music sort of fades into something a bit more modern as they hit the clubs and bars. Sure. And um, they knock back drink after drink, and maybe they both get off with a couple of men. Okay. The montage finishes with the two of them at the bar. Jenny hands J-Lo a drink, which she just knocks back and then passes out and we fade to black. Oh, wow. J-Lo's a binge drinker. I did not expect this. Like, <laughs> she seems so, like, you know, healthy. Well, like I say, it's been a while. You know, okay. she, she, hasn't, she hasn't been out since the premiere of The, of the Boy Next Door. So. Are, you, are you positing a world in, in which J-Lo has basically been a shut-in since this movie came out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, this film was a success. This film was a hit. She has nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, sure, but your voice is getting very high-pitched. Well, you're dissing my J-Lo. <laughs> Go on, go on. Finish your <laughs> little yarn. She wakes up um, in an apartment that she's never been in before. Okay. And she gets out of bed and looks for her phone. She can't find it. So looks around the apartment. Every room is filled with Jennifer Lopez memorabilia. Ooh. Posters, albums hung on a wall, even a doll collection where every doll is made up to look just like her. There is a J-Lo doll line. Sure, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, apart from the J-Lo doll collection, the apartment is not very nice. It's quite run down clearly quite cheap to rent right she looks out one of the windows and sees that uh, a couple of blocks away she can see her own building 
Okay. Oh, the, the building of her penthouse. So this person lives in the same neighbourhood, but in the cheap side. Mm. Okay, sure. Within view. She can even just briefly make out that there's somebody on the balcony. And so she notices there's a pair of binoculars just next to the window. Right. She gets them out, looks. How convenient. So she she sees it on the balcony. It's Jenny. Is there. Okay. And she's waving back at her with an evil grin. So has Jenny literally stolen J-Lo's identity? Pretty much. It's got to be J-Lo Playboy for all. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. So... Wearing the same skimpy dress that she was in last night, J-Lo leaves the apartment, shutting the door behind her, and marches across to her own building. You know, mm-hmm. a couple of blocks. Sure. People on the street are giving her the look they give people doing like a walk of shame. Okay, sure. But uh, Not, Oh my God, that's international superstar that everyone recognises, Jennifer Lopez. J-Lo, while being mortified by this, she's deep down kind of enjoying it a little bit. She doesn't get much attention. <laughs> she's still very famous. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. I'm feeling very triggered by You're this. You're not going to like where this is going. Okay. So she enters her own building, but she can't operate the elevator because she doesn't have her key card with her, which was in her bag, which she doesn't have. Right, okay. Along with her phone, her purse, everything. Sure. She's pretty much just got her dress and her heels. Okay. So she goes to reception and explains that uh, she's lost her key card and needs to get back into her penthouse. The receptionist asks, do you have any ID? No, no, it was all my bag, which got stolen. I've, I've been living here for 15 years. Can you, can you let me in? Uh, well, maybe I can ID you by pulling out your information here. So the receptionist pulls up a record, and we see that the photo is now of Jenny, oh, um, okay. but not of JLo. So, oh, maybe. I've changed my mind actually. <laughs> okay, go. It shouldn't be JLo playing both roles. The role of Jenny should be played by a hand with an eye and a mouth. <laughs> Have you ever seen the episode of South Park? I've not, but um, oh, there's an amazing episode of South Park from like ten years ago where Eric Cartman pretends that his hand has been possessed of the spirit of J-Lo mm-hmm. and he just draws like a ridiculous hand off and he just lit- he literally just goes um, give me all your taco flavoured kisses I am Jennifer Lopez and it's just really racist and ridiculous <laughs> and um, yeah and it's just hilarious and then everyone's like oh my god it's the hot new sensation J-Lo and the real J-Lo's like it's a, someone's drawn a hand <laughs> it, it's ludicrous <laughs> okay great yeah. yeah sure sure okay that works okay. No, maybe that's just it for that picture. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah just a little bit. Because little, that might get a bit a little weird Easter egg, to, to yeah, look yeah, on yeah, screen, sure. but that, okay. yeah, that, that works. That works sure. there. Oh, I'm afraid it's not you in the photo here. Well, it, it must have been hacked. Does, does the name still say Jennifer Lopez? Yes. Well, that's me. Don't you recognise me? I'm a famous celebrity. Sorry, ma'am. I, I, I don't know who you are. Jenny from the block? What? Used to have a little, now I have a lot. What, what is this? So is everyone in this movie... Me. Basically, yeah. Like... <laughs> I've been in loads of movies. I dated Ben Affleck once. We used to be Benifer. Um, okay, I've heard of him, but unfortunately that's not enough for me to let you into this building. Um, and at that moment, the lift door's open and Jenny walks out. Right, okay. J-Lo doesn't react well to this. She says, you come here, you bitch. Walks over to her and just smacks her on the side of the face. Wow, okay. Giving her, giving her a black eye. Well, we're getting like a full cat fight moment. I mean, maybe. But the doorman very quickly runs over and pins down J-Lo. The receptionist runs over to Jenny saying, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Miss Lopez. This woman just came in here pretending to be you. Did you really date Ben Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> so the doorman starts carrying her outside while the receptionist calls the police. In the meantime, J-Lo is shouting, I'm the real Jennifer Lopez, not that bitch. I'm Jenny from the block. She can't even sing like me. And she just sings Jenny from the block as she's carried out. Cool. Okay. I don't know any other Jennifer Lopez songs. I played you several the other day. They were very forgettable. Once outside, the doorman holds her by the arm until the police arrive. They take her away and hold her in a cell uh, while they wait to hear if Jenny wants to press charges or not. She spends the whole time shouting at people 
saying that this is an identity fraud and that she is the real Jennifer Lopez. Okay. So if I'd have watched South Park, this would all be quite different. Yeah, I think <laughs> this, if you'd watched that. This is actually quite similar. Uh, yeah, you're definitely not a million miles away. So mm. go on. And so she has a conversation with the guard. I've been in loads of films. Have you seen uh, Enough? No, I haven't. Oh, you have looked up a few of her films then. Yeah, IMDb. Oh, okay. Um, the Boy Next Door? That sounds terrible. It was my best work. What about Maiden Manhattan? Have you seen that? Oh, oh, I think I've seen that. Is that the um, uh, Patrick Dempsey film? No, no, that's Maid of Honor. <laughs> oh, okay, that one I've seen. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen any Jennifer Lopez films. You mean what my- world is Maid of Honor better known than Maid of Manhattan? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you mean my films? I'm Jennifer Lopez. Look, look, this, this sounds like a whole thing, and I don't really want to get pulled in. Um, I've, I've got a lot on my plate right now. It's like, you've got a lot on. Look at me. I'm a celebrity behind bars. Yeah, I'm out. Sorry, sorry. And the guard just leaves. Okay. Three days later, she gets let out. Um, as, and he doesn't press charges, but has filed a restraining order. Okay. So J-Lo is now out on the street, still in the same skimpy dress that she was wearing three days ago. Oh, the poor woman. She must look so disheveled. <clears throat> yeah. No ID, no phone, no money, no access to her apartment. So she, she tries going back to, to Jenny's cheap apartment mm-hmm. just across the way. And uh, she finds that the door must have locked itself behind her when she stormed out. Right. So she's stuck. At this point, she slumps down on the floor and has a little cry in the corridor. Mm-hmm. And Which next... I'm sure she would do flawlessly. <laughs> she won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Never that... even been nominated. Pardon? Never even been nominated. Oh, Can you believe, so. yeah. Their ne- day will come. Next, she decides to take action and go to the only place she knows somebody will know who she is. Okay. Am I about to make a cameo in this film? No, it's not you. So Ben Affleck has a place downtown. Oh, good. Okay, okay. That, that makes more narrative sense. But... So she walks all the way there. By the time she gets there, her feet are bleeding and it's not very nice. Oh, the the doorman doesn't let her in because she looks like a homeless person. A very fabulous, sexy, glamorous homeless person. Do you think even J-Lo could look that glamorous after everything she's been through? I'm sure she could pull it off. She'd style it out. Maybe she sold her wig for food. Oh, no. All the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. She asked the doorman to go to reception and just send a message to Ben Affleck just saying, Jennifer Lopez has crashed. She's outside. She needs your help. Okay. And a few minutes later, the door opens and Ben walks out. Cool. Oh, I'm glad he's appearing in this film. Yeah. Whoa, Jen, what happened? You look awful and you smell... You, you smell lovely. <laughs> J-Lo would never appear in a film in which she was allowed to smell bad. That's not going to happen. That is so not on brand. Okay. Well, Jen, what happened? You look awful, but you smell great. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a bit of product placement right there. Yes. Oh, Benny, it's been so awful. Someone has stolen my life. I need help. What you need is a shower. Harry, <laughs> we've spoken about this. So he takes her up to his apartment. She gets in a shower. And when she's done, she goes straight to bed because she's not really slept properly. Sure, okay. Um, in the meantime, Ben Affleck makes a phone call. Listen, Gary, I know you've already done it, but I'm currently starring and directing and a reimagining in Of Mice and Men. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to pull out entirely as I have another train wreck to fix. So you're going to need to take over for me. I like that you've worked <laughs> in my sequel. That's yeah. very nice. That's good. Okay. So then Ben goes out and he, he buys a couple of outfits and a new phone for JLo. Mm-hmm. He's considerate like that. He knows that appearance is quite important to her. Maybe Absolutely. he goes out and buys a wig for her. Good. Um, you know, he, he, he was a good boyfriend to her back in the day. Yeah. I've, I've no idea. Yeah. Questionable. Continue. Sure. Sure. So the next morning, JLo wakes up from a 15 hour sleep with a plan. She calls Jenny, using her new phone, whatever, I don't know, um, and proposes that they settle this once and for all. 
They're going to hold a competition to see who is the real Jennifer Lopez. Right, okay. The winner gets the rights to the identity, possessions, and artistic material of Jennifer Lopez. Valuable, yeah. And the loser takes the identity of Jenny, who will have to live with Ben Affleck and pay 50% of their earnings to Taylor for the rest of their lives. So the booby prize is living with Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. I thought yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah, 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 sure. Has Ben signed on the dotted line for this? Like, He's fully involved. Okay. So the competition is going to be broadcast live online. Sure. And consists of three parts. An acting competition. Mm-hmm. A karaoke competition. Great. And it'll finish with a dance-off. All strong talents of JLo, yeah, sure. And it'll go to a public vote to see who wins. Is this televised? Well, it's it's going to be broadcast online. Oh, okay, sure. Maybe nobody really cares enough. So... Jenny agrees to this. Okay. And uh, the next day, they hold a competition at J-Lo's penthouse. Okay. Ben Affleck directs. Sure. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I bet he smells another Oscar. <laughs> and uh, it goes out on uh, Facebook Live. Okay. Globally, hundreds of viewers. The show is called Who is Jennifer Lopez? Okay. I see what it's all tying together. Mm-hmm. And so for the acting part of it, they are both sent out to act a few scenes from films chosen by Ben Affleck. Okay. All like J-Lo films. Uh, no. What do you think Ben Affleck would choose for uh, them to act out? And also, what would be entertaining to see J-Lo acting two parts, essentially? Oh, so they're all films they have got to have two female characters in them? Not necessarily, but something that would work. Okay, well, we're jumping ahead to one of my sequel ideas, but uh, whatever, whatever happened to Baby Jane is an obvious answer. Ah, yes. Good, good. Maybe The Hours? With Meryl Streep and oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. She plays all. Of, she plays Virginia Woolf. She plays all the roles. Bridesmaids. Maybe she plays all of the bridesmaids in Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. True. Did yeah. you have any, any thoughts? Or? I said Batman v Superman. I mean, in, in, both? in this one, I've picked all Ben Affleck films. Oh, yeah, right, okay, so okay. Batman v Superman, Good Will Hunting, and Gone Baby Gone. Nice, nice. Also, right. Gone Girl would work quite well, I think. Oh, yeah. Like so we'll have a few scenes from each of those films. Mm-hmm. We've got to act off and try and get it. So she's playing both she, roles? Yes. But surely one role is going to be more J-Lo friendly than the other. Uh, like in Gone Girl, J-Lo could definitely play Rosamund Pike. Yeah, well, it's... that'd be a fabulous film. But could she play Ben Affleck? <laughs> Someone's got a disadvantage there. Okay, sure. Maybe they alternate. So okay, fine. One of them gets gets Gone Girl. The next one gets Superman. Sure. And Ben Affleck's playing the, the the other part of each. Ben Affleck's playing Wonder Woman. No, as in Ben Affleck is playing Batman, and and he's playing. Ben oh, Affleck, so they both have to shoot scenes from the film, and he's playing Ben Affleck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Do it that, way. Yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Cool. So maybe she's playing... Uh, actually, yeah, J-Lo is Superman. I like that. That's a curveball. <laughs> yeah, that would be good, actually. Yeah. Okay, so a little bit of a thing there. And that one goes to J-Lo. Oh, she wins. Good. She wins that one. Good. Now, for the singing part, I've not got any ideas here. What could they both sing as a competition? J-Lo's classic hits. Makes solid sense. Don't yeah. know, I didn't think of that. Oh. Maybe it's just not there in my head. Clearly, Jane. yeah. Um, and this one's won by Jenny. Why? Why? She was just better on a date? I mean, well, when was the last time that Jennifer Lopez sang? I don't know. I don't well, know there life. you go. And you're, and, and you're a fan. And so now it's uh, got to finish with the dance-off. And, mm-hmm. they both, and they both, well, for this one, I said dance to a mashup of J-Lo songs. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. So the public put out their final vote on the dance-off to decide the ultimate winner. Mm-hmm. And the result is given to Ben Affleck. So Ben Affleck then reads, and the winner of who is Jennifer Lopez is... And that's it. I'm finishing on a cliffhanger. Ooh, okay. I mean, J-Lo would win. She's a great dancer. But what about evil J-Lo? Mm. Okay. So, that idea was a complete mess. <laughs> 
something. That being uh, said... Also, thanks, maybe? No, 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 no. Well, genuinely, that being said, I do think there is something there. I do genuinely think, like, a surrealist kind of... I think David Lynch should direct that. Or Spike Jonze, like, someone who is used to handling surreal material. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you did that film as kind of a really art house kind of comments on celebrity and, like, a breakdown of what constitutes a celebrity, that's actually a very good idea. Sure. I, I was thinking more of a being John Malkovich vibe. That's Spike Jonze, that's what I mean. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, exactly. I can see that, even though it blatantly comes from a place of ignorance about J-Lo, <laughs> I can see that actually being a really interesting and good film. And I, that's the kind of thing I would like to see J-Lo do because she's never really taken any risks. Mm-hmm. Like, she always does just the most commercial stuff in the world. She's never really, like, challenged or deconstructed her persona. Mm. So actually, I would really like to see a version of that film. I mm-hmm. think that's really interesting. She should absolutely play both roles. Mm. It would be like Jenny from The Block versus J-Lo from LA and, Yeah. I think that's great. I think that would be a very good move for Jayla right now. She's at that point in her career where she should start interrogating what it all means, what her celebrity is. So, yeah, I like it, actually. Great. Okay. Well, you seem to come around in your own little monologue there. I mean, I mean it was, in many ways, it was quite upsetting to me. But, mm-hmm. uh, it was obviously deliberately trying to troll me a little bit, but uh, on the whole, good work. Great. Thank you. Okay. So, I, once again, had a few short ideas this week, rather mm-hmm. than one long one. So, my first idea was... Based on the idea that I mentioned earlier, that I think J-Lo is a classic movie star in the vein of people like Joan Crawford. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see J-Lo in every kind of film. Like she does rom-coms, she does thrillers, what else could she do? So I was thinking, what if she actually was in a remake of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? Okay. So she would obviously be Joan Crawford. She'd be in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. You know, like you couldn't do these awful things to me if I wasn't in this chair. But then who would be Baby Jane to J-Lo's Blanche? J-Lo? Double roles again? Um, no, it needs to be someone who can be a lot more... Because J-Lo's good at being like stoic and like a survivor. Mm-hmm. You need someone who, who's going to be really campy and silly. Who can be Betty Davis. You've seen that film. You know Betty Davis yeah, yeah. is like chewing ideas? the scenery. Have you got any ideas? Well, the obvious answer is Mariah Carey. Okay. Because J-Lo and Mariah Carey have a famous feud. Okay. There's a famous clip online uh, where somebody asks Mariah Carey... Oh, unless Mariah Carey is just you... <laughs> it's very similar it's similar like there's a famous scene like years and years ago but uh, at the height of J-Lo's fame where someone asks Mariah Carey like what she thinks of Jennifer Lopez and mm-hmm. her, she just goes oh I don't know her <laughs> like, and she's obviously being bitchy and passive aggressive but mm-hmm. yeah but I don't think the thing is Mariah Carey can't act like she's she's been in a few things she's not very good so I don't think she could be Betty Davis mm-hmm. so I was thinking maybe someone who could like really choose some scenery Kate Blanchett Mm, yeah, that'd be fun. Kate yeah. Blanchett and Jennifer Lopez in a remake of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. I would watch that film. Yeah, all the live long day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, something like that, or maybe Angelina Jolie, maybe. Mm. Although again, she's not very like campy. Well, she can be, but she's not very good at. She, she doesn't really do. I prefer Kate Blanchett. I, I think Kate Blanchett might be the answer there. Yeah, but yeah, that that I think that could work. Mm-hmm. That's as far as that goes. Uh, my second idea... Well, that was quick. <laughs> it was quick. Well, I'm trying to speed through. This mm-hmm. episode's running long. Uh, my second idea is a side call in which Kristen Chenoweth is the secret villain. Because mm-hmm. I felt like there was a version of this film in which Kristen Chenoweth's character, Vicky, was actually working with Noah. Right. I mean, obviously he yeah. does end up killing her, so that makes it a bit hard to... You need to retcon a few things. Yeah. But I don't know. I was just thinking, like, she always seemed to be giving J-Lo bad advice. And she seemed very much against the idea of J-Lo getting back with her husband. I mean, mm. at the beginning of the film, I actually, for a few seconds, thought that it was going to open with them being, like, 
a lesbian couple <laughs> with Jayla being like the lipstick lesbian and Kristen Shannon with rocking her Ellen DeGeneres severe haircut and, yeah. I suppose yeah it's not a million miles away yeah yeah. I don't know what's there but maybe it's something kind of like where Kristen Shannon is the villain mm-hmm. and maybe she she and the boy next door work together it's a plot against JLo. okay so this is like the same story but just from the other side it's from her perspective yeah okay and maybe like all the stuff where he beats up the bully and then they have this very loud argument and he calls her a dried up old cunt and stuff because mm-hmm. they're all they're both shouting really loud at that scene mm-hmm. so maybe that's all for show so people outside uh, think okay, yeah. actually, but actually they're working together mm-hmm. I don't know how it ends with him killing her maybe that's a maybe that's all fake maybe it's all fake blood and ketchup and that's why it's so weird that she just falls at the right moment because <laughs> she's actually just like crouched on top of that door and she just goes oh no and she just she falls like, <laughs> yep yeah it's okay. a fake, so she, actually she's alive and well. But to what end? Why? To what end? I'm not sure. I've not figured that bit out yet. <laughs> um, maybe because why she, is she? Well, she wanted JLo all to herself. I think. I think. She, I think. What I got from this film was that she was also in love with JLo. I think everyone in this film was in love with JLo. So they're both in love with JLo. Yeah. And their thing was to team up so they could get rid of the husband. Okay. Yeah. You got something there. There's something. I'm not 100% clear on it yet. It still needs like 80% work. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, maybe she comes back and she's like, I survived. You never checked my pulse. I was just badly injured, you know. Mm. And then maybe she, yeah, maybe she tries to pass it off Is as that a... cut in my throat? Oh, it was nothing. Yeah, it was fine. I was like, twas but a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she somehow, maybe she starts worming her way back into Jayla's life and then she tries to kill the husband and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, so my final one is actually so kind a bit... of a side, will kind of a sequel. Yeah, maybe maybe continues. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like her her original idea failed because obviously the uh, the boy next door was killed. Mm-hmm. So my final one is a bit more fleshed out, and this is the obligatory. This is the boy next door, the obligatory sequel, the obligatory thriller sequel. So like probably going to go straight to DVD or something, or get a very limited release. So and this is all about the first rule of horror, which is if you don't see the body, then that guy survived. <laughs> yep. So he in this sequel he survived. But you saw the body. You didn't. You saw him get hit by the thing, but you never saw you never saw any more shots in him after that. No, you did. No, you didn't. You see the thing just like on his chest. Yeah, yeah, sure. But you never. They never confirmed he was dead. I mean, I suppose yeah. No one went up there and checked his pulse or anything. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. You're never sure. So this film will pick up some months after the events of the original. Mm-hmm. Jayla is attempting to rebuild her life. She's reconciled with Garrett, her you know philandering husband, mm-hmm. and she's preparing to send little Kevin off to university. Mm-hmm. Her son, obviously. Yeah. So he's basically going to go to university in some out-of-state college. Um, I don't know. Yale, Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An American college. It doesn't matter. So they go on a family road trip to basically drop him off at his new university campus. And because it's, it's a long way out, they decide to drive out, drop him off, and then J-Lo and her husband are going to stay in a hotel and then drive back the next day, mm. back home. Yeah. And leave, leave him. So it's, a, it's the emotional family send-off, basically. We're going to have a scene where Kevin meets his new roommates and they're going to be completely generic comic relief types. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a wisecracking nerd who understands the rules of horror and is always quoting all the uh, classic tropes of horror movies. And there's also going to be a lazy stoner type. And j is going to be absolutely horrified by the stoner because she, she's going to fear her son might get into drugs. <laughs> so, you know, she's going to be a very concerned one. Mm-hmm. So she and her husband are going to go, go to this motel around the corner and stay there for the night. And she's going to be like worrying about leaving her son behind, you know. It's a hard moment for any mother. Meanwhile, Kevin's going to go to his very first frat party where he's going to have a meet cute with a sexy blonde lady, you know, another blonde student. And her slightly dowdier but smarter friend who's he's going to end up realising is the one he should really be with. 
It's okay. all going to be yep. super, super generic. That's the point. Right. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. JLo and her husband have got a night of passion planned uh, at the hotel, but she just can't stop worrying about Kevin. So her husband is trying to reassure her and say, look, you know, you've got to let him be, you know. We all went, had our crazy college days. These are his, you know. Mm-hmm. Remember that time we got stoned? You know, like, then she gets a mysterious phone call from a withheld number on her cell phone. And a, a sinister voice on the phone says to Claire, Hi, Claire, remember me? Your son's going to die tonight or something. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, very, you know, very threatening. Yeah. And so obviously she's horrified. And she rushes over to the frat party, obviously looking immaculate. She's going to have a weave in. She's going to have a, <laughs> a maxi dress on. She's going to have her heels on. Mm-hmm. She runs into this frat party and she finds Kevin perfectly safe, but in the middle of his first like major makeout session. He's right. making out with some hot, probably the hot blonde or something. Yeah. Obviously, he's mortified, and he tells us to stop being so overprotective and to leave him alone and let him live his own life. And the husband's like, Claire, we all saw Noah die. He's dead. This is obviously just a sick prank. Just ignore it. Don't rise to it, etc. Uh, so she reluctantly goes back to the hotel, but obviously as the frat party continues into the night, people start to die. Mm-hmm. So it's all going to be... after one person dies, that's, that's, that's party over. Well, you see, this is the, it's going to follow very generic slasher movie tropes. So... Okay. I think all the unimportant supporting characters are going to die one by one. So maybe the sexy blonde is, is it, going to Is be... it going to get to a bit where someone's going to realise, hey, we're the only people in this room? No, it's not, he's not going to kill everyone at the party. Okay. But he's going to lure the sexy blonde girlfriend, for example, down into the basement mm-hmm. somehow. And uh, she's going to get killed. And then because she's disappeared, both Kevin and the dowdy best friend are going to both think that she's individually ditched both of them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to bond over the fact that she's ditched them and feeling sorry for themselves. And that's mm-hmm. going to be how their whole relationship starts. Yeah. So then they're going to make out. And then he's going to take her back to his dorm room, where, shock horror, the blo- the sexy blonde's carved up body is hanging from the ceiling. So he's going to call the police, and he's obviously going to get taken down to the p- local police station. Yeah. But it being a stupid horror movie that doesn't exist in the real world, he's going to instantly get granted bail. Okay, yeah. So Claire is obviously going to go to the police station with her husband to bail his son out. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to be driving and they're going to get run off the road or something. They're going to run into the abandoned college or some abandoned warehouse. Mm -hmm. Some place, some obvious spooky place. It doesn't matter where. It's a generic horror movie. And it's going to basically end up with Claire like running away from this masked killer who's chasing her with a knife. The husband and son are going to get kidnapped again, like in the first film. Mm Mm-hmm. She's going to get a photo on her cell phone of them both like tied up and gagged and stuff in the basement of this creepy building that she ends up in. Doesn't matter where. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So she runs down and we find out the father's actually been killed mm-hmm. to raise some stakes. So she finds his corpse, screams, says, oh my God, a lot, cries. And then the killer jumps out and they're drawn into a final battle. You know, she's fighting for her life, you know, stabby, stabby, you know, wrestle, wrestle. And then she manages to rip off his mask and dramatically is revealed the underneath the mask is not Noah, mm-hmm. but the son. The son is the killer. <gasps> Good twist. Yeah. Good noise. So what's happened is he's been twisted with rage and jealousy ever since his mom killed Noah, the only man he ever truly loved. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to complete Noah's revenge by wiping out his entire family. Right. And we're going to get some top quality JLo acting here. There's going to be at least another seven oh my gods, more screaming, more crying. <laughs> Ultimately, he's going to give a very long and unnecessary speech about how, um, about his justifications for murdering his entire family, during which she's going to be like secretly untying herself, as they always do in these films. There's mm. always like a loose thread they can pick out. Mm-hmm. And it ends with her releasing herself, maybe making a, a clever quip. Once again, it has to be a quip. Like maybe she says something like, sorry, Kevin, time for bed. And it shoots him in the head. <laughs> wow or you know something you know like, yeah. oh, mo- mother knows best you know something 
some good trailer-friendly quote. And then shoots her son in the head. Well, she has to. He's a killer. Right. Okay. Uh, is, is that the end? or um... Mostly. So it ends with her being driven out by a police escort. She's tearful. She's traumatized. Mm-hmm. She still looks fabulous. And uh, the credits roll. Yeah. That's the end of the film. Oh. Because J-Lo is a survivor. She murdered her son. She didn't murder. He was a, he was a killer. He was a murderer. Still... It was self-defense. Okay. He killed her husband. And multiple other people. She just did what she had to do. Sure, sure. Look, J-Lo did what she had to do. J-Lo can't die in these films. She has to survive. Uh, all right. I mean, yeah. You don't sound convinced. I prefer my idea with the dance contest. All right, well. well. What of those three ideas would you make? Mine. <laughs> that wasn't the question. <laughs> uh, okay, remind me again. Oh, remake of Baby Jane. Side core where Kristen Chenoweth's the villain. That's the one. You like that one? That one. Okay, cool. No, that's fair, yeah. Well, the, 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 the problem is my last idea was d- deliberately stupid and generic because it was like, what would a stupid straight-to-DVD generic horror sequel look like? And it would be that. It would be really paint-by-numbers with a stupid t- twist and it wouldn't make any sense and it would just be mm-hmm. full of plot holes. Mm. You, you seem sceptical. Yes. Jennifer Lopez killing her son. Yeah. Really? She was driven to it. She did what she had to do. Sure. She's a woman who makes hard choices. Sure. Agree to disagree. Anyway, should we get to some listener submissions? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's Please, do God. Okay, <laughs> so we have Zachary Pierce suggested the boy next door to the boy next door. Solid. Mm-hmm. Rob Farham said, uh, if JLo doesn't return, cast Denise Williams and call it Let's Hear It for the Boy Next Door. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Brennan Miles said, the boy down the street, third from the left. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Drew Mancini said, the girl next door. A.K.A. Poison Ivy, A.K.A. The Crush. So, you know, just sure, one yeah. of those movies, you know, gender flip it. Chris Masling said, the boy next door. No, not that Martin kid. He's okay. The kid who's always sword fighting by himself. In the yard on the left on the other side of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Mike Carey said, we need to talk about the boy next door. I like that. Jamie Piedmont Murgatroyd Teller said, the boys next door are back in town. Nice. Mm-hmm. Another Drew Mancini one, About a Boy Next Door. That's good. Yeah. Uh, maybe the kid from About a Boy becomes a killer. Who knows? Mm-hmm. No longer a kid. No longer a kid, true. Um, yeah, it's What's-His-Face from Mad Max now, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Graham Kitchen said, The Boy Next Door, A Star Wars Story. <laughs> At some point that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, sure. Jack McCarter suggested a very modern version. The Boy in My Airbnb. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kieran Cowan said, that This one made me laugh out loud because it's so stupid. So Kieran Cowan said, she moves onto a houseboat. The boy next door. The boy next door. Oh, no. (laughs) Chris Key said, the boy next door. The revenge. The boy's mother seduces J-Lo's son. J-Lo then kills said mother and saves her son. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's like the opposite of yours. Yeah. It's good. What? What? Oh, yeah, I guess it is the opposite of mine in a way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and that's very kind of Friday the 13th where it turns out the mother is the killer. Mm -hmm. That's good. Ashley Stirring said, The Boy Next Door 2, The Summoning. A lonely girl finds out about the events of the first movie and brings the boy back to life as a spirit who will carry out her deadly revenge. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, a bit of take. supernatural take, yeah. Uh, Nick Roseblade suggested, The Girl Next Door, Claire is in jail for murder. Of the boy, I guess. Fair, yeah. In the next cell is a female inmate who, is, who becomes obsessed with Claire. A chase scene in the laundry, a tense scene in the, fa- in the weights room, a fight scene in the yard. A sleazy warden, a moving scene between Claire and her lawyer through the plexiglass on one of those telephones. 
you name it, this film has all the prison cliches. <laughs> it ends with Claire burning the prison down. Nice. Very good. False Starts Podcast, at False Starts Pod. J-Lo starts a new life in the suburbs after the events of the first movie. Surprise, surprise, her neighbour is Ben Affleck. <laughs> He's so charming. They drink wine. They have wonderful erotic sexy times. All in soft focus with Vaseline all over the lens. But no... One night she's looking out of her bedroom window into Affleck's house and there's a teenage boy walking around all shirtless and ripped. JLo confronts Affleck. I have to stop. This sounds awful. Bargain minute. That's their words, not mine. So, but I don't know works. So is that is that a suggestion that Ben Affleck's sleeping with the boy next door? I guess so. Is Ben Affleck a closet gay? I don't think so in real life, but who knows? Sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean there's, there's something there, definitely. At Contrarian Prime, the MILF next door. Okay, yeah. It's the same movie, but from the crazy guy's point of view. Yeah. We get to see him hunting through garage sales to find that copy of the Iliad, that mm-hmm. first edition of the Iliad that you bought her. Spend an entire night at Kinko's copying all those photos, brag on Twitter about having sex with JLo, and then die. So, yeah. Same film, different perspective. Yeah. Like it. Yep, solid. Heavy Metal Horror Cast at HMH Cast. The Tentacle God next door. It's a hentai version of the film. Hentai is Japanese manga porn. Mm-hmm. Seems like you already knew that. Oh, yeah. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we learned something about Harry today. <laughs> uh, Cecil Hops, at one Aussie nerd one. The girl next door, again. It's exactly the same movie, but with lesbians. Yeah, yeah reasonable. That's a, that's a good twist. I'd like watch that. that. Yeah, yeah. Add some hentai and we're talking. Add a bit of hentai, yeah, sure. <laughs> You're weird. Uh, <laughs> Bloatbusters at Bloatbusters. The Man Next Door, a documentary about Wilson Wilson, the neighbour from Home Improvement. Do you have any idea what Home Improvement is? No. Tim Allen sitcom from the 90s. There was an unseen neighbour called Wilson Wilson. Who's Tim Allen? From Buzz Light, Voice of Buzz Light. I'm joking. I know. Galaxy Quest. <laughs> and then Ono Lit Class built on that and said, never seen The Boy Next Door, but stealing and modifying Bloatbusters' idea, Jayla moves into a new neighbourhood and thinks her long erotic nightmare is over until she meets her new neighbour, Wilson from Home Improvement. Distribute the levels of eroticism and thriller to suit your needs. So, yeah, I guess they both want to really see J-Lo get on down with Wilson from Home Improvement. Mm, yeah, yeah, that works. It could work, yeah. And finally, Broad Appeal, at Broad Appeal Pod. Our sequel pitch would have to involve Kristen Chenoweth rising from the grave as an undead vice principal slash slutty best friend. So she becomes like a zombie killer. Yep. Or the twink next door. Right. J-Lo's son grows up, turns evil and wreaks havoc on the gay community in the surrounding suburbs. So that's kind of similar to mine, where the, the sun turns out to be the villain. Like it. That seems to be a popular one. Mm. I feel like the film was going there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was very much in league with the boy. Yeah, it makes good sense for a sequel. Yeah. Okay, well, clearly this film was um, a popular choice. Did you just give yourself a compliment? I did, yeah. <laughs> this film was a, was a big hit with our listenership. All right. So, yeah, lots of good ideas there. Thank you, guys. If you have a sequel idea for The Boy Next Door, or any films we've done in the past, please let us know. We are Beyond the Box Set. You can find us at beyondtheboxset.com. Our podcast is available on all good podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Acast. You name it, we're on it. And if we're not on it, we should be. Let us know. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash beyondtheboxset, where you can access all of our bonus content for as little as $2 a month. And we also sell merchandise on tpublic.com. Just search Beyond the Box Set. And next week, Harry, Mm -hmm. I believe we have a guest... We do. We have the returning guest, Lucy Meredith, mm-hmm. who, who, was best- who was on our The Mermaid episode. Yeah. Um, and is now coming on 
to continue our little theme of uh, singers turned actors or whatever it is. You name it. Sing your way to an Oscar. Sing your way to an Oscar, yeah. With someone who actually did, but not in this film. Yes. (laughs) In a film that has actually been on our list for a very, very long time Mm -hmm. because it is a film that surprisingly John has not seen. Mm -hmm. It is a film starring Cher, Winona Ryder, Bob Hoskins and Christina Ricci. And as returning guest, Lucy, who is, as her full-time job, a, a mermaid. Professional mermaid. Professional mermaid. The last film she did was The Mermaid. She's now doing the film Mermaids. Yeah. Are we going to have Lucy on like every six months with another mermaid-related film? There's got to be a finite amount of mermaid films. Sure, sure, sure. I really hope there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so next week we're doing a Cher film. Mermaids. Hooray. And weirdly, John has not seen this Cher film. I know. Well, it's been a gap in my knowledge for a while. So yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I have, by the way. You've actually seen it. Oh, great. Yeah, I've seen this. Cool. Well, get you. You get those gay points. Hey, I I watch films. Good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, are, I've, I've seen films. You have a very yeah, exactly. You've seen so much. I mean, you know who everyone is. So. Oh, yeah, I know. There's nobody in the world I don't know. Cool. So that will be exciting. So join us next week for Mermaids with Lucy Meredith. You're speaking like a game show host. I don't know. Well, I've, I've had... Join us next week for Mermaids. It's been a long episode. Yeah, and whose fault is that? Well, look, there was a lot to go over with this one. This episode is going to be longer than the film we're talking about. Like, the film was 90 minutes, and I'm guessing we've crossed two hours? Uh, yeah, 2.23. Oh, dear God. Nearly 2.24. Fuck me. Okay. Long one. Well, some films deserve that level of discussion. This Do they? Do they? It's more discussion than the film. It's like... Yeah, we could have done a minute for minute, and it would have been shorter, but... We should have limited it on there. Well, talking about the film was... Maybe it wasn't. Maybe talking about the film was longer than the film. I don't know. You're actively making it longer by continuing this. Just let's just sign off and yeah, sure. rejoin right. next week. Okay. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>